Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited! Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, January 23rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. We are coming to you today, as we always do, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Better your future. Find out how you can get your MBA and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process by visiting business.louisville.edu. We got a new mic in the U of L College of Business Studios here. It was scrambling a little bit to set that up, but it's solid. Does it sound okay? It sounds it's, great, but they took away my colors. I don't know. Who, I I, well, I told you. I don't think you heard me before. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm on yellow because uh, we got the new one here. But it's it's stable. It's steady. It doesn't have the little like the the the, the soft spongy thing at the end. It hasn't fallen on you yet. It has not fallen yet. Yellow. I thought you were saying hello. No, it's not. Well, I, said, oh. I think I said hello, and then I was like, I'm, I'm on yellow. I thought you could say hello to I me. said hi at first, and yeah, then I, just, just once. I typically don't repeat it after we have, we've said our, our hellos. But I don't know if we need to get the spongy thing on or, or what the deal is. I don't know. if I've been doing radio now on and off for mostly on for like 15 years. I don't know any of the terminology still. N- none. So I'm like the sponge, the robot penis, <laughs> the head of the, the of the robot penis, the spongy thing. We need, I, I guess, one for here. But props to whoever got this done. I mean, we've had, if you have been listening to the show recently, we've had mic issues. The only one mic in the studio that works is the one that's not attached properly. So it's like swerving all over the place. It's falling. I'm screwing on air uh, while we well, it keeps falling off into my lap. It's terrible. But they got this done. On they got air. this fixed. Oh, I'm not screwing anywhere. Well, it's okay. We've uh, this is you can big... take a spongy thing off one of these other ones if you want. Probably. I don't even know how that, that works. I don't want. I, I, I'm right afraid on. to mess anything up in here. I don't. I don't know how it works. So I don't want to like, go just plugging up wires, just cutting stuff up everywhere. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm just doing. A little just pulls right off. Well, I may try during the break. But the, right. props to whoever. I don't know. We clearly had the cleaning crew come in because they always had. They, my little notes are all moved, organized, and the the pens are all in the right place and. I don't know if they hooked up the mic, but whoever did, thank you. Uh, we're feeling this is the Big X, the, the luxurious Big X Studios. If you complain about something enough on air, it's going to get fixed silently over the weekend, which is great. It's the best way. I don't make enough money. Well, <laughs> really, because some you, things will get fixed. You over really, the weekend. I, I feel like the last few months we've done nothing but complain about UL basketball, and it still hasn't been fixed. 
Well, there's only <laughs> the powers of the station only go so far. I mean, hey, how, where can they reach? <laughs> we can start on a positive, though. Are, are you ready for the most obvious joke in the world that every radio show host can make today? What is that? They didn't lose this weekend. Oh! Hey, we're feeling good. We'll take the wins where we can get them. I did say that. I had a buddy text me over. He's like, "Did Louisville win?" I was like, "They didn't lose." I did the same thing too. I, I did the, the commercials for the show on Monday <laughs> when I came in here. That's how I started the commercial. I'm like. UofL basketball fans, happy with no losses over the weekend. They may not have played, just the same thing, but whatever. Uh, happy Monday to everybody listening. Happy Monday to UTK. I know it's a especially happy Monday to you oh, after yeah. Saturday night. Having a good week. Had a good weekend. I did I did go one out of four in my bets. You weren't great. No, no. I, I told everybody to go three out of four. I went one out of four. It's the complete opposite. So uh, the Bengals is the only one I hit, but that's okay. Uh, no, I told no. you the Eagles were going to roll. I know. I, I'm more right about the Eagles I, than you are I all guess, season long. Because I was more of an emotional hedge on that one. You're too close to it. I am. You're right. I probably am, which is why I, I try to stay away from Louisville betting. But I, I'm excited. Uh, I already already started looking at tickets maybe on the NFC title game. Oh, boy. They're they're going a little more than they were by when I went to the last one in 2017. So. You're going out to Cali? Uh, well, the Super Bowl's in Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Uh, but the, oh, that's right. The NFC title game's in Philly. It's in Philly. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't do neutral. We don't do neutral well, there was fights. close to being Atlanta. No, that was for the AFC only, though. That's right. I keep I'm getting everything mixed up today. Yeah, it's all right. I'll get you through this. Whew. Yeah, I need you. I mean, when you're a Lions fan, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I to keep checked track out a little of, bit. Yeah, yeah. You you could give two bleeps about how they're doing the playoffs. I mean, I'm just looking <laughs> looking forward to next year's schedule. <laughs> yeah, you're just looking at next, next to the free agency. I'm next, thinking number six draft yeah. pick already. You're, you're looking at the free agent pool and the draft picks. I understand. I've been in that shoes before. Yeah, but yeah, I got to say, uh, I was I was I was bitter on who I was rooting for last night between San Francisco and Dallas because I was. On one hand, I want to kind of, I'd, I'd love to be able to end Dallas the season. On the other hand, there is the fear of actually losing to Dallas in the NFC title game. Like the losing this, if we if we lose the same frame, it's we lose the same frame. I'm not really hurt. Mm. You don't want to lose to Dallas in the NFC title. Game. But you think because I feel like we find ourselves. Well, I thought Dallas was a, a better challenge than San Fran will be for us. Oh really? Yeah. See, I, I was thinking the opposite. I mean, I was thinking, you know, back when we used to go to the NCAA tournament, there would be those types of things, those situations where it was like. <clears throat> you know, UK or somebody else who you consider kind of a rival, you may see them as a better matchup. You may see them as the easier opponent, but you also have the risk of them beating you and ending your dream season as a kind of an underdog, which would hurt way more than playing a team that you may think is better. But if you lose to them, it sucks, but it's not the same emotional sting that losing to one of those rivals. And I was kind of thinking, you would have the same feeling, but it sounds like you're more worried about the Cowboys than the Niners, despite I, the fact that they've won, what, 12 in a row? Yeah, and, I mean, they haven't really beaten anybody either. I mean, they beat, like, Seattle twice in that group. And, and I mean, not that our schedule's been, a, you know, a, a home run hit of, after hit, but, you know, we we did beat the NFC East, which was by far the best division in football, having three of the four teams in the divisional round uh, and us being there. But I, I guess it's more of the... And I, I may be the only one that has that thinks this, but was more worried about going against Dak at quarterback, who can probably beat. There's a better chance of Dak picking us apart and having a good game than there's Brock to me. And mm. I look at Brock and I see him coming into Philly, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, his family isn't watching because this might not be Purdy. We're, we are going to attack him from all angles. We are going to bend him in half." See, now I've been more right about the Giants than you have all year long. I told you they're going to roll the the I mean the Eagles. I told you they're going to roll the yeah. Giants. You were yeah. nervous. Even yet, I texted you and they're up twenty eight nothing. You're like, I'm still nervous. I'm like, no, what, what I'm I like, think, go to sleep. It's over. <laughs> it's done. I said I'll sleep at thirty five nothing. Did you? <laughs> no, no. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be closer than you think. 
I mean, I can see a close game, but you're you're too confident right now. I'm I don't confident. Like it I'm you. confident in a win. I, I bring on this, bring on this offense, and their defense can hold us down a little bit. But our defense is better. I don't care what the stats say. I think it's gonna be tight. I might I may pick we've the got the best defense in the NFL. And we're going to Super Bowl, baby. And I can't wait to play the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm a little worried about you. I'm a little worried about you. Now, if we go to Super Bowl, I may head to Phoenix. You should. There's there's a very good chance, though. Probably a good 75% chance I'll head to Phoenix. You should do it. If they play the Bengals, I'll probably definitely go because I've got some friends that are, that are Bengals fans. That, that would go, too. Go, yeah. That would, that would work out well. So, are you kind of rooting for the Bengals? Because oh yeah, not I, just, I, I think they'd be probably an easier opponent than the oh, Chiefs. Oh, yes. But, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to play Papa. Papa's like 7-0 versus Philly since he's left us. Now, how would you handle Super Bowl, though, if you did go with, like, friends out there? It would help to have camaraderie. But then the actual game, you're it's the game of games. Yeah. And you're sitting next to rival fans the, who would, I'm assuming your friends would not hesitate to throw it in your face if oh, God, they yeah. were to beat the Eagles. That's, again, risk-reward here. That's a pretty big risk. I mean, it backfired in New Orleans back in 2013 or 2012. Were you there with UK fans? Uh, yeah, I had to drive back the entire 10 hours with a guy smoking a cigar in my face, which is kind of poetic because I used to do it to him leaving Lexington for football games against UFL all the time. Oh, I couldn't have stayed. So I couldn't. <laughs> he, he, he'd been holding on to that anger for a few years, actually. So I, I kind of deserved it. But, yeah, the, the, the ride home will be the, the most difficult part for one of, one of two parties. Yeah. That'll be the that'll be a very long, and we'll, I'll probably end up driving because I don't like to fly, so we'll, pro- we'll probably just rent like rent something and drive out there, and it's it'll be a long drive home. God, that would be that that would be rough. I mean, you imagine after you just lost the Super Bowl, and then drive spend the next like twelve out sixteen hours in the car with someone whose team just beat you in the Super Bowl. No. and by the way, who is not shy to be cocky? See, that would be yeah. <laughs> that's that. I'll, I'll, I'll if I were in your spot, I wouldn't be able to do it. He's already running his mouth to me last night. I don't think one I can of my take buddies it. already texted me. I don't think I can take me. it. Bengals look pretty damn good. They did, and I, I hope that I kind. It's kind of hard to root against Papa because I always kind of usually root for Andy Reid almost every time anyway. But yeah, I, I would much rather play Cincinnati because a I know we're a better team than Cincinnati, and b it's just a better matchup. Now I know you've got. It was a good weekend for you as an Eagles fan. It was. So you got skin in the game. So you're, you're a little bit jaded. As somebody who has no interest in. No rooting interest in any of these teams, and just kind of just watching to watch and hoping for competitive oh, games. Kind of sucked. Kind of not the no, best. Kind of sucked. Kind of sucked. It, all four games were boring. I mean, last night was the closest, and it, it was, was so boring. The only thing that was exciting was whether or not like Mar was going to get out there and kick field goals and extra points and miss them. Like that was when they, every time they got in field goal range, you know the just the sadness in me was just like, ooh, here we go. Let's run him out there. I got to well, see this. When you went to go kick the first extra point, I was the same way. Like, the announcers, I'm like, let, let's see what happens. This, Everybody was. This is literally must-watch TV right now. And I mean, it got blocked, but it kind it of it looked like it was going to miss anyway. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. That, that was the only thing that I was interested in all weekend. Like if you're the, Mar, you're happier it got blocked than, than missing, right? Yes. Because that way you can say, like, you guys can't don't, prove it. You don't know about kicking. You don't know how rotation works. That thing was going to fade back into the right. Uh, all that stuff. You just, yeah, you, you blame it on the block. I love how he missed more extra points last week than Ju- uh, Justin Tucker's missed his whole career. It's insane. He also missed more than, he, I think he was like 50 of 53 in the regular season. Yeah. He missed and missed four. And I mean, you also, I think if you're him, aren't you self like, selfishly glad that you're not moving on? Just the, you know, you don't want to, if you're a kicker, you don't want to be a na- get cut in the offseason instead He's of done. a week before. But yeah, you don't want to be a national storyline. You, you would rather oh, have too that. Late on that. It's, yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if if they had won and he'd missed that extra point, 
let's say that they had scored on that last drive, gone for two, and won. He becomes like the storyline of the NFC Championship game. Like, can you play this guy? They couldn't even trust him to kick an extra point to go to overtime. They're only here because they couldn't trust their kicker. Like, it would have been it would have been bad. I think if you're him, you're selfishly glad that even if this means it's your career, like just let's get out of here. Let's let's let's, let's be done with this. I don't need any more attention. Let's try to ride off into the sunset. Maybe I can go coach kickers or something somewhere. It would have been kind of cool to see if they'd gotten they they were down by like two and they got in field goal range with like six seconds left, like forty five yard fifty yard field goal range. Where Mar has shown in the past, he has that leg, and I do, do, do we really go for it? Or do we go for Hail Mary. I mean, I guess they did hit two field goals. So you would have gone for yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, the field goal I think was at that point you're like, whatever. Like, he hit two of them. But the, the big decision was, and everybody was talking about it. If they score, do you go for two? And I think they they probably would have, and it would have been, it would have been a weird thing because if they what was the what was the, they were down nineteen twelve they were down seven they were down a touchdown yeah late, so. their last drive, which Dak I mean Dak. Dak sucks. That's, I mean, he's, he's, he sucks. He's he's not good. Yeah, I guess I just worry more about his ability to get to the weapons around him than I do Brock. Yeah, well, we'll find out on Sunday. It was a not not a great weekend. I mean, if you're a Bengals fan, it was a fantastic weekend. If you're an Eagles fan like yeah. TK, it was a terrific weekend. But if you're just looking for competitive games, they were nowhere to be found, and even the ones that were somewhat close weren't overly interesting. So, I thankfully chose to watch a lot of college basketball. Uh, it was a good, interesting college basketball weekend. This season remains. I said through all the football. Yeah, the, the season remains on drugs, which people are going to find. Whenever football ends, people will be. They, they'll do the whole thing where it's like, all right, now tell me who, who's good in college basketball, and I'm going to be like nobody because there's really nobody who's uh, he's dominating college basketball. It's becoming the defining theme of the storyline. I do think this narrative, which comes about every one to five years, every five years or so. Has a way of, of shaking itself out. Even if there are no great teams in the sport, we convince ourselves there are a couple by the time you get to Selection Sunday. Like some team will be on a nice run, they'll win a major conference tournament, and we'll be like, you know, Kansas is great. Forget the the twenty three point home loss to TCU, who by the way had been zero and forty six lifetime in road games against top ten teams. That's a wild stat. Um, and we're gonna say Kansas is a great team, or somebody's going to you know somebody else. We will say that there are a couple of great teams. I think that that's going to happen, but as of right now, the narrative is very much, you've got some good teams out there, you've got no great teams, it should make for a hell of an NCAA tournament, and if you're fans of a team like Kentucky or fans of a team like Indiana, I know some of you guys listen, you can sell yourselves on the, the notion of, hey, it just takes anybody to get hot. I saw uh, my guy Bobby Regan was was tweeting out, this reminds me a lot of the 2014 season where there were no great teams, and the team that wound up winning the NCAA championship at this point in the season, this day, was number 33 on Ken Palm. Number 33 right now on Ken Palm, the Kentucky Wildcats. So, you know. Oh, UK fan bringing that up as an example. Exactly. Yeah. Hope Springs Eternal right now. Yeah. If you're if you're like a top 50 team, you can sell yourself on getting hot at the right time and all that stuff. And that, hey, it's what makes this the, the most fun postseason in sports. So we'll get into some college basketball stuff from over the weekend. We can get into some, uh, some NFL DC, talk. Plus, DC's never won a top 10 game. Yeah. Oh, I mean, on the road. Oh, okay, on the road. Oh, okay. and 46 in road games okay. against top 10 opponents. Outside of the football stuff, how was the weekend, TK? Did you did you leave the house for anything? I heard it snowed. It snowed. I almost texted you, I kid you not. I walked Very out, large flakes. I walked out of the house for the first time last night around like 8.30. Okay. And like there was snow on my button. And I was I almost texting you like, did it snow this weekend? It snowed a lot. <laughs> they on, on set, was it yesterday morning? I got home Friday, I don't remember what time now, and... I didn't leave, leave the house until Sunday. And a boy. 
So a little DoorDash action. Pizza DoorDash will mix. I had a little DoorDash action on Saturday night. Did, did some Chinese, I think, on, was it Friday night? And then I had some leftover Chinese on Saturday. And then, it's sad that every time I DoorDash, now I think of you. Uh, yeah. I, every single it's Saturday night, Mary you had, really? <laughs> yeah, Mary had a, it was her, her sister Laura's birthday. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday, Laura. And they went out, just like a girl's dinner. And so I was with the kids. And you know, we didn't have much of the house. So I'm like, I'm, I'm DoorDashing. And I'm like, this is what Trevor would do in this situation. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what would Trevor get? And like. I just got it. I got way too much food. It was very expensive because DoorDash is very expensive. Well, did you have the door pass? I, I don't have the door pass. I don't um, think I use it enough to get the door pass. <laughs> yeah. But every time I fire up the app, I'm like, this is this is a Trevor Saturday night. So where did you go again? I door dashed uh, the Eagle fried chicken. I've never heard of it. It's great. It's in uh, it's in the Highlands off Barkstown Road. Like, really good fried chicken. Really good mac. The mac and cheese is incredible. Oh yeah, you went fancy. You didn't. You didn't, you weren't going cheap on DoorDash. Yeah, I mean, I it was. I mean, it was definitely not cheap. Nothing's cheap on DoorDash. No, it'll add up on. There you. is no cheap. No. Uh, so that was a, a, was a nice little Saturday night. The kids were well behaved. We Friday yeah. night. This is how lame and, and old we are. And I love it because we go. We're going to Trader Joe's, which is like a, a trip out. We're we're basically like trying to kill time between when I get home from work and when we can put the kids to sleep. We're like, how can we wear these kids out? What can we do? We needed some stuff from Trader Joe's. We turned it into like, hey, Virginia, you've been good today. She loves Trader Joe's. Here's a treat. We're gonna go to Trader Joe's. We're getting ready to walk in, okay, and I just hear. Like, when we were young, it was like go to Toys R Us. Well, she's three. She's we, Still, we can't fool her like this forever. Eventually, she's going to get to. She's going to get wise. She's already starting, but for right now, like any trip, she thinks is fun. And God love her. This age is, it has its downsides, but that part of it is great. But so mm-hmm. we're we're walking and we're getting the cart ready to go, and I just hear like Rutherford, and it's Troy, our boss, who's there with his wife. Like I'm like we are both just washed into like this is our Friday nights. Just hanging out at Trader wow. Joe's. There's not much that screams like old and nerdy more than spending it's, a Friday night at Trader Joe's. I've never been to Trader Joe's. It's bad. I mean, I was gonna say you'd, you'd like the food, but you have to go inside and get stuff. Like Trader Joe's just seems like a place just not my wheelhouse. It's good food. I mean, you. you like, I thought it was a grocery store, though. It is kind of. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, but they have their own food. Okay. Yeah. It's they've got candy. They got their own. They got their own everything. They got everything you could want. I don't know. It's, it's always seemed like a too like. Uh, I don't know, nerdy for me, maybe. I mean, I don't know if you can call grocery stores nerdy, but <laughs> or if you can call food nerdy, but it's it's good food. I don't know what to tell you. I think, I think you can, yeah. Like, like I feel Kroger would beat Trader Joe's rear end in a fight. Well, it's different animal. Kroger's carrying all sorts of national. Like, you're not going to get like, like Trader Joe's has its own brands of everything. So it's like you, you like you Kroger has its own brands, but they also carry like every candy, every like, like when you, type of cereal. Like, like if all the like, grocery stores are like hanging out somewhere, like I see Trader Joe's wearing like a top hat and like a like a like a like a one piece monocle, and like I see Kroger kind of walking in with like saggy. You're pants. overthinking this. It, it, it's just food. It, it's 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 good food. Walmart's got overalls on. <laughs> I I enjoy the food at Trader Joe's. They do have their own wine little place next door and, and beer and stuff. But I don't. You know, so we we that was Friday. We and we take her across to the. She calls it the pet store, Pet Depot, or um, uh, whatever they where we buy our dog food. What's that place called? Feeder Supply. Okay, that's like Pet Smart. But they've got like they have some cats there, and, and they've got the yeah, dogs. Yeah, society will bring them. In, yeah, yeah and so Virginia stuff. thinks it's like a pet store. She can see the cat and pet. So, so well, she would have been mine. Would have blown them when we were kids in the real pet store. Oh yeah, I know. Like like the pet stores in the mall where you had like tons of dogs and cats and all other animals. You can't find that anymore. No, we need to take it like the Humane Society or something. But so that was <laughs> that was Friday. We're not here to get anything. We're just showing the kids. Sorry to tease all the dogs. We just want our daughter to play with them. Exactly. And then we're going to leave. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the dogs need attention. They need people to take care of them. They need people to play with them. 
Um, Saturday morning, Virginia started ballet. That was the big thing. Started ballet. Are you excited? Nervous? No, she she did well. It was it was good. Now you you realize that this is going to lead. This was like just a class, right? Today, well, you're gonna have because this is gonna lead to recitals on the weekends. I'm aware. I mean, yeah. She's, All right. She, I mean, it's a series of class. You don't just sign her up for like one. She she's been yeah. She's gonna keep going. I mean, what are you gonna do when the recital comes up and it's like during like U of L big game or something? Well, it's not. It's after basketball season. <laughs> you looked into this. Well, yeah. You did your homework. You just willy nilly sign her up, right? Yeah, we got, we got that. We got soccer coming up in March. Yeah, she's gonna start that. I'm excited for the era of starting to do stuff. Like it's it, it's gonna be fun. But I felt I did feel bad. So we came in. She she did well. First class went well. But I'd posted a video on Twitter of from a couple weeks ago. She got fitted for her it was a leotard. I guess it's not a tutu. It's a, the, the, the outfit that she's supposed to wear. I think it's called. They call it a leotard. And tutu. she. Like, she's like spinning around. She's doing her ballet stuff. And the woman who's fitting her is kind of like giving her this look like, well, like, like, what's this kid doing? And I put it on uh, Twitter and I was like, her first class today. I was like, her, te- I, I didn't know because I hadn't gone to the fitting. Mary just took her. And I was like, the teacher didn't seem overly impressed. And of course, like, it, it's Louisville. It's a small town. Like, immediately people are like, hey, that's my friend Amy. And, like, they're tagging her and she sees it before and she's like, sorry about my RBF, my resting B face, and all this stuff. And I, I felt bad. I'm like, I was, it was just a funny video. Like, the, the look was funny. But shout out to Amy. Shout out to everybody at the Louisville Ballet School. She's, uh, what up, Amy? she's enjoying it so far. So What's it was RBF, resting B face. I don't know. If that, I've never heard of that term. Well, it's pretty prevalent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> learn something new every day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I so, learned Trader Joe's is not just a grocery store, but a restaurant. Not a restaurant. I learned it's not a tutu; it's a leotard. Well, and I, the ballet school. And I, learned, I learned what uh, RBF is. Yeah, there you go. You I learned. thought it was just short for roast beef. All in the first segment of the show today. So that was a that was a fun Saturday. She enjoyed herself. We're going back next week. It's going to be fun. She's not going to be a good. She 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 listened better than I thought she was going to because she's too young for the class. We had to like get an exemption. Why but, did you push her into young? I mean, what are you trying well, to? Well, like, we want to take her, like Richard Williams. She wanted the, to take the, the class the, with her cousin. So so we, you know they do everything together. She's a year older. Right? Audrey's yeah. in the class. She's eight months older. Than her. So like she's like Virginia like just missed the cut by like three weeks. Aww. So we're like, well, and they were they were fine with it. So she's the youngest, but she's big for her age. So did she looks pull, like she fits. Did you in. pull some strings to get her in there? No. I did not. Did you walk in? Did you give her like a twenty-hour handshake? I the, the big you, X is, does not have that type of pull. People are like, "Is this why we're telling the story now?" It's like, this no. is how we got. Is this why you're dropping Amy's name on People the radio? Are like, oh, are you still on with Ramsey and Rutherford? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, what have you been doing since then? I'm like, I'm on the radio. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's cool. Uh, no, so th- it was it, it, good weekend overall. We we had a good time. It was fun. I spent some time with my parents yesterday. Good, good start to the school week. Mary's like- not feeling well though. She's got everybody's sick. I heard Scoots on KRCs. He's got a little sinus infection. I think Mary's got a little sinus infection, which means I'll probably be sick in a couple of days. It's just it's going around. Everybody's got something. Listen to your weekend. Like makes me feel like I didn't accomplish enough this weekend. I mean, this is was not a not, that was not, it's not that busy. We got kids. <laughs> they got to do stuff. I mean, you, you, you kind of left me behind once you went to Trader Joe's on Friday night. Uh, you can't. I mean. <laughs> You can't not just like <laughs> can't put them in the basement for the weekend. They like doing stuff sometimes. Ah, give them an iPad. Let them let them explore the world of YouTube. For I mean, this is hours. just this is just the beginning. This is uh they they will not they're gonna start doing more stuff now. Oh man, I'm sorry, dude. It's all right. We're good. We're good to go. I'll I'll, I'll tell you how it's like you know relaxing home watching the game. Yeah, wait, <laughs> wait till it's happening. 2023 is the year Trevor finds love. 
And yeah, but I got at least another two years where I have to deal with the kids stuff. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, she's gonna make you do stuff. No, you're gonna get out. It's gonna happen. You're gonna be doing stuff. She's gonna make me do stuff. I can't make her do anything. Yeah. Reminder: If you want to text the show today, oh, always welcome to do so at 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line, and Thornton's continuing to give refreshing rewards members, new refreshing rewards members, I should say, free breakfast sandwiches and free drinks. If you want to get a free breakfast. Download the Refreshing Rewards app today. It's also going to save you money every time you need to fuel up at one of the 75,613 area Thornton's locations. And it's going to save you money inside when you need a quick donut pick-me-up, quick little lunch pick-me-up, the food at Thornton's. It's immaculate. It's just like they call it the Trader Joe's of gas station food. <laughs> it's incredible. It's it's Call it nerdy if you want, but it's refined. They've got employees dedicated just to taking care of the food and making sure that it's fresh and delicious. Download the Refreshing Rewards app and then text us your thoughts at 502-414-1450. What's the best thing? I've I've heard people say crab cake, the crab puffs or whatever at Trader Joe's are good. You told me that. I've never had them before. I've never, never, nor have I, but I've just, I feel like when I hear about Trader Joe's, at least on television shows, that's what comes up the most. I I, I don't. What's your favorite Trader Joe's meal then? I like, they've got great mac and cheese. They've got great mac and cheese balls. They've got these little buffalo chicken uh, poppers. I love also their ice cream sandwiches are delicious. And they've got these little like gummies that are really good. Now ice cream sandwiches on white or wheat? Ice cream sandwiches <laughs> on cookies. Chocolate chip. It's kind of a grandma's boy throw reference there. I like it. <laughs> when she comes in, she's like, Who wants ice cream sandwiches? I've got white and wheat. <laughs> it's good. I enjoy it. Uh it was like I I watched the women's game yesterday, which brought me enough basketball pain. But it was a little bit refreshing to not have a, not have a men's game, which is something I never thought I would ever be saying about mid to late January as a Louisville basketball fan. But it was nice to just pretend like this isn't happening for a weekend. Like I watched you know, Houston get beat by Temple, which was very exciting. I watched um, a little bit of the, if the Kansas beat down before it got not exciting at all. I watched your boy UCLA, McCronin, got beat by Arizona. That That's was what he does. That was a, a, a good game. It was fun to watch the games and like get into it, like you know, tournaments right around the corner, all this stuff, and not have to worry about the fact that my team, at least for a day, is two and seventeen. I mean, we don't have to worry about the tournament when it comes to our team. We don't. We can wow. start. I, it has been nice covering the tournament, which I think I'm going to do again this year, uh, freelance style. It has been nice covering it to not like worry about our games because it's just you know that it's juggling two things is it gets busy. But it also sucks worse than anything has ever sucked before to not have that problem. So, but staring down another year of. I feel like it sucks the week leading into it more than it does once it gets started. Those, like, the hardest part for me is those first three days after Selection Sunday yeah. when everyone's talking about the bracket and everyone's going over the matchups. And you know, there's just, there's this, like, that buzz around college basketball that there's not at any other point in the, in the year, especially around here. Like, you know, we've all grown up. And here we are just diving right back into the woe is me stuff. But we've all grown up just not just expecting, assuming like the NCAA tournament is part of your sports fan calendar. You if you aren't in the tournament, it's this huge thing. And we can circle all the years when Louisville hasn't been in the tournament. And now we're sitting here and we've been, you know, 2016, not in it. 2018, not in it. Um, 2020, no tournament. 2021, not in it. 2022, not in it. 2023, not in it. And it's becoming it's becoming too familiar. Yeah. And that's. It, it's it's depressing as hell, but we'll yeah. We, we'll, but we'll, once the tournament gets going, like the even if the, the, the first game has been started, 
it's not that it doesn't still eat at you a little bit, but it, it kind of fades away a little bit, and you get caught up in the moment of just watching the whole tournament. Right, so. because you can you know, you could say, well, we could have played the we've lost the first Thursday game before. Like once the games have started, you're like yeah, we've been out before this time. Like you know, it just but yeah, when the bracket comes out and you're not in it, and when everybody's breaking down the matchups, and there's just that all that enthusiasm in those days leading up to it, and you know you're not a part of the party. It's it's tough, and we will you know barring five wins in five days in Greensboro coming up in about a month, we will. Once again, Keep be still on the sidelines. Wait, wait, it's, hey, everything that happened happened before Emmanuel Corfor was here. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all did you see him make a free throw? I did. The free throw heard round the Derby I City. Mean, that 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 form, we're back. I mean, look like good form. Like somebody could hit three. I mean, I, I was like watching Steph Curry at the line. He made it. The best part of the video is he makes it. The team like kind of goes nuts and hugs him. They zoom in on his face. He looks pissed off. He's like he's like. Maybe you guys should be running. You're two and se- you're, we're two and seventeen. Maybe we should want to run. He My got, coach would have just, just beat the crap out of you guys. So they zoom in on his face, and somebody's like, "This man has the look of somebody who had no idea what the hell he was getting himself into until he practiced with the team for the first time." And if he has that attitude, great. Like we we need a little bit of that. It's probably more of him just being like this. It's it's a weird thing. He's just meeting his teammates for the first time. He's just getting to the city for the first time. Uh, he's getting on, on campus and enrolled in classes. For the, it's all new to him. But big culture shock. I mean, maybe they don't hug a lot over in, in, in South Africa League. It's not South Africa League. What, what league was it in? African basketball. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I guess I'd start the Shout to the region. Nigerians. Yeah, yeah. Nigeria. Okay. South no, Africa. I thought, I thought Nigeria was in South Africa. Well, it's I mean, the South Africa as a country is a little bit different. Ah, than that's a good the point. That's Africa. a good point, yeah. But he's yeah, – we'll see. I, I don't know if he's going to play on Wednesday. We'll find out. Kenny Payne did have the ACC weekly media call today. We can talk a little bit about what he had to say. He gave an update that wasn't really an update on Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Do you want to guess what that update was? He's not ready. He's day to day. Day to day. Aren't we all? Did, did, we, did we at least stay consistent with the lie that it's his foot, probably? Why do you think it's a lie? I don't know. I just have a feeling like this is some. You kind and of, everybody else keep doing this thing. I'm just. I don't know. It just. It, uh, he. They're giving us reason to think that, right? What if like a core four just balls out on Wednesday and they're like, by the way, Huntley Hatfield's done. He's not even on the team. They've just been waiting to like kick him off to see if this guy's good enough. He comes out wearing Huntley's and like number. (laughs) 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 I remember what number he wears. He he comes to the game like, number what? Wait a minute, isn't it Hatfield's number? Um, yeah, even in his dorm room now. (laughs) We'll see what what can happen there. But it was nice to not have that to worry about for at least one weekend. And now maybe we traded Hatfield to the Nigerian team for him. Let's say it. Two winnable games this week. Boston College and Notre Dame. Ooh, are you calling two wins this week? No, I'm saying two winnable games. Well, there's been we've had winnable games this season that we didn't win. Not like this. Not in the ACC play. These are we're finally getting into the bottom of the barrel besides us. I was gonna say we are the <laughs> I think you should expect like, BC is the one that we both kind of circled uh, a few. I think we both actually said that they were going to win it I a did. few weeks ago. I think that was on my on my this is when you were guaranteeing North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, this yeah. was this was a while ago. This was before that. Yeah, it was a different Trevor, a different time. BC has been playing better recently. They've got two wins over Notre Dame. They were competitive against Carolina. Um, or they, does. Yeah, exactly. I think Notre Dame's kind of the one that you circle this week because they, you know, people were like, "How do they respond to Mike Bray calling it a career? Are they going to come out with renewed enthusiasm, try to save the season?" And they got beat by Boston College at home by twelve. They may just be done. Like they're one and eight. They I think we should hire Mike Bray. <laughs> they're nine and eleven overall. They like, they don't play with their only conference win is an overtime by one over Georgia Tech, who's not very good either at home. Like that's the one that I think you circle and you're like, yeah, we might be able to get that one. But how many wins does Notre Dame have as overall as a team? Nine. I mean, that's 
but the only one since like early December. They haven't beaten anybody. They did beat Lipscomb, who beat us by eight. But that was back in November. They only you know, beat them by one. Give, it was even, a last-second shot. I'd give to say we got nine wins, even though one hasn't been only one since November. My point is, we've the, got two. Since, they're not as bad as we are. Two since, since since October. We're all aware, Trevor. They're not as bad as we are. But if you're looking at the schedule and you're saying, if we play like we played against whatever your favorite loss was for the past month, <laughs> Clemson, Wake, whoever, if we play like that, we can beat somebody. I uh, think this week I, is the day that is, is the week that you can make that happen, Saturday especially. I guess just watching the Eagles advance to uh, our seventh NFC title game since 2000, looking to, <clears throat> excuse me, looking to go to a second Super Bowl in five years, it's made it harder to turn – Bleep, chicken bleep into chicken pie or whatever was Louisville right now. Like, because I've seen how winning looks over the weekend. Well, man, I don't think anybody's trying to do that. We're <laughs> we're sitting here looking at games that we could potentially you're win. You're, we're debating whether or not we have a chance to be a one and eight ACC. If team. We play as good as your favorite loss. <laughs> we're all aware of the situation. That's be a great Trevor. shirt, by the way. Yeah, play as hard as your favorite loss. You done? No. <laughs> I mean, we're. Nobody's sitting here being like, this is great. This is fun. We're, everything's okay. Yeah. We're all just saying, if we can win a game, it might be this week. And if it's not going to happen the next four games, it may not happen. I would rather play at home, though. Oh, okay. Awesome. Thank you. I'm just saying. I mean, this is one of the few times we could give like, the home team, a, a, you know, home fans a, a win. Well, we get Georgia Tech at home next week. So, yeah. there you go. And Florida State. We'll see what happens there. We'll come back. We'll talk about the second break. When we come back, we'll talk about the women's game yesterday against NC State and then take a few thoughts from you guys on the text line at 502-414-1450. Also, Kenny Payne's comments today on the ACC media call, what he has to say about Emmanuel Okorafor and how ready he might be to contribute on the court. All that and more coming your way next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Drama, living with the police right behind you. It's always more than a slight reminder. We living in a war zone like Rwanda. Before I go back to the Heavenly Father, pray for me if it ain't too much bother. Whatever don't break me and make me stronger. I feel like I can't take too much longer. It's too much lying and too much crying. I'm all cried out because I grew up crying. Sadly, Philly theme today. I'm assuming. Very subtle. Fine. At least we have something to celebrate here. I even said it on the, the, the commercials for the week show. I'm like, we got basketball to talk about. We got Trevor Kelsey and the Eagles that we're going to talk yeah, about a lot, baby. I'm sure. Uh, but it is a. At least I haven't started singing. At least I haven't sang the fight song yet. You haven't. Would you like me to? Sure. <clears throat> Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our eagles fly. Fly, eagles fly, on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, eagles!
You'll hear that a lot after every touchdown on Sunday. Hey, we're the three o'clock game. You happy about that, Kenny Payne? You see what you you see what you've resorted us to? You see what the show's become? We're just trying we're looking for anything that we can get do. I could do this next Monday. It doesn't Monday. involve talking about could, this actual I could team. do this next Monday too if we win again, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can do it tomorrow for all I care. No. Every day at three forty. That's fine. Listen to Trevor sing the Eagles White song. <laughs> After every break. Just bring it on. I think that'll be it. that's how we start the segment. That's the new thing. <laughs> Who cares? Uh women's basketball team was in action yesterday. Big opportunity for them playing on ABC. I I don't know. Every now and then you get nationally televised women's games on often. the big networks, but it's it's rare. So to get this game on ABC primetime before the NFL game started, one o'clock tip off. It was a big deal. A lot of eyes on them. I saw you had you know, Twitter was was talking about the game. NC State's a good team. They're not as good as they have been, which I think you could say the same thing about us. They were number twenty coming into this game, but it was a <clears throat> excuse me. I need the cough button so bad. It was a rough fourth quarter to put it lightly for the Cards. They started slow. They got hot in the middle, made a nice run to take the lead at halftime. They played well enough in the third quarter to be right there, and then the fourth quarter they made one shot. Got outscored 15-4, to lose the game by 12 points. It's I keep saying this every time we talk about the women's team. Something's just not clicking, and they're missing layups. That would be a nice start if you want to talk about clicking. But Haley Van Lith, when she's asked to do too much like she was on Sunday, she can— have games where she goes 4 of 20, which is exactly what happened. And if she's not producing at a very, very high level, there's a limited amount of fallback options. Kristen Carr was terrific. She kind of kept Louisville in the game, especially in the first quarter where she scored, I want to say, all but two of their points. Uh, She was very good. Morgan Jones still isn't really, she's the word again, clicking the way that I think people thought she was going to. You know what you're getting from Mikasa Robinson. You know what you're getting from, like, Narika Kono off the bench. Olivia inside is is not certainly playing as well as we thought she was going to on offense. She's given you a lot defensively, and she's, she's good on the glass. Liz Dixon has been, I don't know, just kind of not there the way that they were when they were playing their best last season. It, it's just been it's been a disappointing campaign so far. 15-7 and seven now overall, 6-3 and three in league play. They're out of the top 25. They seem like a you – know, people will maybe pick them as like a dark horse team, dark horse team to go on a run in the NCAA tournament – but they're just not – they don't look like the legitimate national title contender that we thought they were going to by late January when we were starting the season, which is disappointing. When's the last time we've had a team like this in <laughs> basketball? Um, I want to say – when it like – now, I could be wrong. could have missed one. But, like, I want to say, was it like – and this is going way back. But, I mean, I know we were, like, not, like, great in, like, 2012, 2011. I think we were, like, an, an, like an 11 seed or something, a 10 seed that year. That sounds kind of right. We got beat in the first round, I think. And, like, but, I mean, I swear, I feel like the last five, six, seven years, every year we're, like, a top five seed. Yeah, we were a seven seed in in 2012. Okay, because I remember, I kind of vaguely remember that. I think we actually went to the Sweet 16, though, didn't we? No, we got beat in the second round. Was the second round, okay. We lost to Maryland two years in a row, because they beat us that year in the second round, and they beat us in the Elite Eight in 2014. Okay. Then we finally got some revenge on them, uh, a little bit later, uh, they. I mean, they, I mean they that's, got a, that's 2012 though. That's been ten years. 
We got upset by Dayton in 2015. I remember that, but we were a three seed. Okay, we were supposed to be good. but that's that's doesn't yeah that doesn't count. You get upset the upset in the tournament doesn't count. I'm talking about going into the tournament. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while since we had a team like this. I mean, that's I mean, and even then, I mean, this team. I guess this team theoretically could be a ten seed from where they're at, like in terms of ranking right now. But I mean, that's I mean, that's been ten straight years of like this is this is a I mean not new territory. But it just seems new because it's been so long. You think about 2018, we were a one seed. 2019, we were a one seed. 2020, we were going to be a one seed if they'd had a tournament. Yeah. 2021, we were a two seed. Last year, we were a one seed. Like this, you're used to being one two. And then at the worst, and even going back to like that, the middle of the last decade, like four seed, three seed. Like that's that's what we've expected here. Even the year after we we were the ten seed, 2012, we won. We went to the championship game the next year. Yeah. It's it's just. And that was, I think we actually were, we were seven seed that season. We were, no, we were a four when we went to the title. No, I mean, seven in, in the year you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a seven seed. That's what I'm talking yeah. about being like a bad season. Yeah, and that's kind of where we are right now. It's just, and it's it's one thing if it's expected, but this was a preseason top 10 team that yeah. had a lot of, you know, you, you, pieces back from last year's team that, you know, made to the final four, you thought could win a national title. And that's become the goal. It's a standard that Jeff Walsh has established. And for whatever reason, they're just, it has not happened yet. We still got a lot of season left. But we'll see if we can get there. What I don't want to see happen. Unlike, unlike Kentucky, we're not going to run our coach out, the, out on a rail just because he's having the one bad year. No. <laughs> I, don't yeah, have, but, I don't know what happened there, but they're probably regretting it because she's not doing a great job, it sounds like, over there. <laughs> but I think we're happy with Jeff Wall still. I'm very happy with Jeff Wall. Although Wallace. I have seen people. I meant their men's coach, People the keep <laughs> doing this thing online where it's like, how about we treat Jeff Wall the same way we're treating Kenny Payne? I'm like, are you kidding me? We went to the Final Four last year. (laughs) He's been to four Final Fours at a program that had never been to a Sweet 16 before he got here. Yes, he gets a little bit more of a pass when he loses a game to a nationally ranked team than Kenny Payne, who's won two games in three months on the job, gets. Sorry. Jeff Walls has been to more Final Fours than Kenny Payne's one game. Twice as many. (laughs) Twice as many. (laughs) What are we talking about here? You cannot do that. You, like, bring that same energy for Jeff Walls. Like, okay, if he goes 0-30 for the next three years, then, yeah, people are going to start getting upset. But it's, it is an entirely different situation. Uh, and I, and I, you know that. If you're Who saying dumb enough to make that comparison? If you're tra- you know you're not making this argument in good faith. If you're trying to do this, you know that there's a first-year head coach that people had questions about coming in here, having the worst season in the history of the program, maybe the worst season in the history of power conference basketball, and comparing it to the – uh, a women's basketball coach that took over a program that had none of the, none of the success of the men's basketball program and has made them into a national powerhouse, but has lost what seven games this year unexpectedly. Still probably going to make the NCAA tournament. Still have a shot to do some damage in the NCAA tournament. Comparing that situation to the men's side is just you know what you're doing. Like that's just it, it's absurd. But I feel like I'm to blame for this Louisville season in some way. Oh, people are outright blaming me. I mean, you, you a guy yesterday straight up said like. Yeah, recruits are seeing this, and the way that at Cart Chronicle tweets like all the negative stuff that's out there. He got mad at me because I tweeted on the free throw video of the uh, just the joke. I always joke about cards are back whenever something slightly happens. It's yeah. on. It was with football. I've done it with baseball. I've done it with basketball. It's not a this season specific thing. And I just tweeted out the video. I was like, "We're back," and the guy's like, "This isn't helping." Your negativity and sarcasm, and then in the next line, it's like, "How are you?" I mean, you you could you could didn't have to be you could look at that as non negative and sarcastic. It's just a it's a crappy joke. Like <laughs> if you think a couple of offhand, because if you want me to talk seriously about this season the entire time, 
I can guarantee it's going to get a lot more negative than the offhanded jokes where I'm trying to laugh so I don't have to look at the fact that my soul, sports soul, is slowly dying with every loss to a average team from the ACC. But if you think that if you if you're out there thinking that, and not just me, the fans who are overly negative about everything when it comes to the men's basketball team and who are just kind of downright mean about people, if you think that that stuff is hurting the program more than actually having the worst season of any power conference team through three months in the history of college basketball, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, because it's not. It's it's not hurting us in recruiting more than being 2-17. and 17. Well, while you're killing us in recruiting with your <laughs> crappy jokes on Twitter, thanks a lot, by the way. Well uh, I feel my I feel my my part to blame is the the karma part. Where like I look because I was thinking about this. I was talking to somebody. I was like every team of mine in the last like year, this season. I mean, from reality to fantasy, has been doing awesome, and except for Louisville, like the Blue Jays make the playoffs, which is like the equivalent of winning the World Series when you talk about how bad they've been for two decades. Yeah, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. I won my first fantasy championship. And as a result of all the success going on, Louisville's having the absolute worst program and season program history. Let me ask you a question. Last two, actually. We all know how you felt about Jeff Brom becoming the head coach before it even seemed like it was a possibility. Add that, add that to the greatness and it leads to it, yeah. Let's say going into this season, going into the, the, the football and the men's basketball season, would you have signed up for this trade? You can get Jeff Brom to take over the football program, but the men's basketball team, they're not just going to be bad. They're going to be by far the worst thing we've ever seen. They may only win three or four games. They may only win two games. And their future is going to be very uncertain. Would you still have signed up for that trade? Yes, and I'll give you wow. I'll give it to you in a way that Keanu Reeves gave a speech in the replacements. Okay. Scars last don't scars You're nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> it's on the bar. <laughs> All right, let me do it this way. This season lasts one year. Jeff Brom lasts forever. Okay. You know, the the, the, the pain lasts tonight. The scars will, will last forever. I don't know how he did it, but he got he got the cheerleader, so who cares? Uh, my point is, is that this season will, will be a very long year, but Jeff Brom's success will last over seasons, so I will take the longevity over the short term. Okay. Okay, I mean, that's... What else speech did he give? He said, was, was it Scars? Was it Chick Stick, Chick Stick Scars? No, that was another movie. What was I don't know. I didn't bring it up, so I, I don't know. You've seen The Replacements, though, right? I have. It's been a while. And the only line you can probably tell me is, he's wiry. I don't even remember that. I saw it in high school. It's been, it's been a long time. I remember thinking it was funny. I liked it. Yeah, it's all right. It's moments. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Saxon. If you want to weigh in on anything that we've been talking about, hit us up. Um, I, before we... We fully move on to the text line. We can do some of that next hour. I did want to nationally in college basketball on the men's side. Did you see any of the the madness from over the weekend? First time that in the history of the AP poll, the number one and the number two team have lost on consecutive days at home. No, I saw some of the scores on the on like the ticker and like listening to the radio, but uh, I saw that like Houston got beat. Uh, Purdue won though, didn't they? Purdue won. They're, they're, they I, held on. Yeah, I th- I'm assuming. I haven't seen the new poll out today. I'm assuming they're number one. Yeah, well, they were number one going into the weekend, weren't they? No, Houston was number one. Oh, Houston was. Number, I thought Purdue was number one. Houston got beat at home by Temple, and yeah, then I knew that. Kansas got just destroyed by TCU. By TCU, and they were one and two. And apparently, Charleston's now won twenty in a row. They have. Their only loss was to North Carolina, um, coached by my non-relative Pat Kelsey. That's right. 
Uh, somebody actually sent me an Instagram message who was at the game. They're like scouting our new head coach, Pat Kelsey. I'm like, okay. Pretty sure there's no relation until he gets famous. It's spelled the same way. Yeah, it is. At least, at least in this case, unlike unlike when I claim to be related to Travis and Jason, it's at least spelled the right way. I also selfishly like. I was hoping we could keep doing the thing where it's like everybody in this area is so down. We're all in the same boat. Like UK's bad, Indiana's bad, Louisville's bad. Who cares how bad they are? We just may all miss the NCAA tournament. And now Indiana's playing well and Kentucky's playing well, and I, I don't like it. It's not. Yeah, but Kentucky be like A and M. They be. I mean, A and was undefeated in the SEC. Before. I know they're a budding rival and all. Who, you said that about somebody that <laughs> yeah, made somebody mad? I said that about A&M like three years ago, and it like KRC just like completely lost their lost their top. I didn't see much of the game. I watched a little bit of it uh, when it was on, and they were it was like back and forth. When I turned it off, I think they were Kentucky was only up by like one, and then I got back home and saw that they won by nine. But I watched um, Indiana beat Michigan State. Indiana beat Michigan yeah. State. They're starting to play a lot better. Um, I, I think that I mean Wake gave Virginia a game, but Virginia won handily. At the end, Duke beat Miami. I still am high on Miami and not high on Duke, but it's just it was it was a more about the top teams going down over the weekend than anything else. DePaul lost to Providence. Noah Locke had twenty nine. Uh, Providence he, he nationally- scored twenty nine a month with us last Providence, year. We knew was, we knew this was going. To, Providence is nationally ranked. They're fifteen and five. They're in the top twenty five, and we knew this was going to happen. We we knew it. Noah Locke is their second leading scorer. Uh, Bryce Hopkins from Kentucky is their leading scorer, it, who was committed to us at once upon a time. It's uh yeah I mean this was this was predictable Noah Locke where was this last year against DePaul could have used it if 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 you scored twenty nine last year maybe we still have a DePaul day what was his career high last year that's like six no enough, he was I our mean, leading scorer fifteen no did he, he had, top twenty last year once yes I I guarantee he did he had a few games where I know he had like twenty two twenty five uh, he was seven of twelve from three in that game on Saturday against DePaul seven of twelve from three hit seven threes. He had seven threes all last year. <laughs> he did. He wasn't as bad as people wanted him to be, but no, I didn't want him to be that bad. I'm just saying, you mean, you mean he's not as bad as people are thinking he was? He had three twenty point games last year. That was his season high. Yeah, went out with a bang. Going to his, he did not hit more than four threes in a game for us last year. Surprised <laughs> he hit four in a game. He hit four six times. It looks like, but. Did not approach the seven that he scored last, hit last or Saturday against DePaul, which is <sighs> what do you want me to say? It's sad. At least Matt Cross isn't isn't blowing it up, right? He's we looked that up last week. He's playing pretty yeah, well. He's playing okay. Yeah. He's playing pretty well. Uh, Texter wanted us to do the thing where, and I don't know if you can do. I know you're, you're still fully focused on the the NFL, but people love doing the thing where it's like pick a group of eight teams. And one of them, it has to include the national champion in college basketball. I used to, we used to do this. It was like a big exercise on SB Nation when I was doing working the job. He wants us to do this. I don't know if you would feel comfortable doing that. At this yeah, point. probably be. Uh, would you want me to pick a final four from that right now? No, no, no. You just go. You pick like eight teams. Like you, have, you pick the eight teams that you think includes the national champion, and like you know. You're looking big picture, basically. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can give it a, a go, but I would, I'm not gonna put too much credence into it. Yeah, because, this year's is tough. One, it's yeah, not it's it's it is a weird year. I almost want to use the word wonky uh, for the season. And two, yeah, I have not. I mean, while I have been focusing on Louisville, God help me, uh, I have not uh, focused heavily. I mean, I, I've kept a an eye on everything else, but yes, but I'm I'm that geek that like you just said, like football. Once the football season, especially my team, has been eliminated. 
Oh, you're far from alone. Is when I go head into the, the basketball. You're season. far from alone. It's a, it's a it's a big thing in sports circles. I I would go real quickly. I mean, if the Eagles had sucked this year, I would be yeah. probably in the college basketball way sooner. Obviously, I would go UCLA. That's for you, number one, big dog. <laughs> I'd have Kansas in there. I'd have I, I would have Houston in there. I've got serious doubts about Purdue, but I would still throw them in there if I'm going eight. If you're going eight, I would say Purdue just about an eight. I'd have Tennessee just because their defense. I'm still putting North Carolina in there. I think just on the you know potential, I would have Arizona, and then I need one more. Bama, I'm still a little bit worried about. Um, believe it, I go, I go Bama. Bama would be my eighth. I was down to them in Virginia, who I think is still pretty good. There you go. There's your exercise texture. You pretty much named most of the top ten, didn't you? I don't know. I mean, I I don't think I had. UConn still highly ranked. I don't think I had them. Oh, wait. Noah Locke only had two 20-point games with us. Oh, I saw three. Yeah, and he had two in the last. And they were both they were, they were both in December. Oh, God. The second came against Western. We're like, we needed that. We could beat Western without him. Well, we lost to Western with him. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was the, the second game of his career against Furman. Well, we did. We lost that game. We too. lost that game, too. <laughs> It wasn't all rosy last year. <laughs> that fantastic 13-win season that seems so long ago. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to your thoughts on the text line at 502-414-1450. Um, Hit us up on the Thornton text line. We'll be right back after this here on done <laughs> kept with the tune kept with the rhythm the words kind of fit that was well done thank you that was all off the top of my head i liked it <laughs> and there was nothing perverted in there like during the break no there wasn't <laughs> i just saw this tweet from from ken pomero who you know my feelings for oh yeah i know he was you quoted him at your wedding he was he officiated the wedding, <laughs> he officiated the wedding. <laughs> i was like i give this marriage a 67.8 percent chance of survival i feel like he was your freebie <laughs> he was not who was your freebie we don't we, <laughs> you didn't don't, get a freebie i don't have a freebie 
Oh, come on. If you can't get, if I'm not getting married if I don't get a freebie. Uh, well, <laughs> who would it have been? Well, I think never mind. We'll go on. Thank you. Probably have been Ken, but it's not. Would have been Ken. We'll, we'll leave it at Ken. <laughs> Ken Pomeroy, good point here. Remember, <clears throat> God, I cannot. You're going to be okay. Like, you've gotten worse. Me. Like, the show started, you sounded fine. I know. I know. That's how it goes. Did the mic give you something it's bad? It's the new mic. It's the new mic. It's not. <laughs> it's the new mic. The, the new mic sounds like the old mic. Well, that's what's happening here. Remember the whole conversation about the NIL? And I always thought it was really silly and, and didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. NIL is just going to make the rich richer, right? Like the in football, Bama is going to get every guy, and they're going to be able to, to pay him even more, and you know, Auburn, and in basketball, Kentucky, and, and Duke. And, and Ken Pomeroy is like, I'm just checking in to see how the NIL is helping the rich get richer and noticing that Duke is an underdog tonight to a 1-7 ACC team in a historically <laughs> bad year for the ACC. And it, it makes sense. Like it's – even, I don't even think Dill can't outweigh the lack of difference in coaching between Shire and... and, and we've got yeah. more parity in college basketball than I think we've ever seen before, and it's the first full year with NIL being in effect. Not saying it's definitely going to to continue to, to go this way, but it certainly seems like, if anything, NIL has leveled the playing field. I, I, I don't think... I don't want to say... It's, I'm not going to give all the credit to Neil. I think it's a good mix of Neil and the transfer portal. I, I think you're probably right. Because the fact that you can... Because in, in old rules... If you had nil and you bring a kid in and you're you're bringing him in because you can pay him six figures, even though you're not going to use him, you don't really need him. I mean, maybe eventually down the road you'll need him, but as a freshman sophomore, he's not going to like play or whatever. And you're just putting on a bench, you're paying him six figures, but he can't go anywhere. Now a kid can do that as a freshman and be like, I just made six figures. I might make less if I go to team B, which is maybe the power five conference nonetheless. I may make less, but I can play right away now. And I think, and you saw that in football. I think you're seeing it in football more than anything with a lot of the star recruits. And I know I brought it up before, but the, you know, Quinn Ewers is a great example of somebody doing this, where he went and made money, set for a year, and then now he's going to go play and make some more money still somewhere else. But I think that's with basketball, you're seeing it too. Is I don't even know less degree. The set I saw with the transfer portal when it closed in football, there's like seven thousand names in it. At 5,600 and some odd. Yeah, yeah I saw it was that. some obscene yeah. number. I mean, and I was like, wow. It was 33% of all Division One players last year were in the portal. I mean, that's... And it's going to be the same this year. That's insane. I think the other thing that it's doing, because I, I agree with you on, on all points there, I think it's really separating guys who can really coach from guys who can't. Because, one, part of coaching is being able to convince those players who now have a safe, easy exit in the transfer portal to stick around. We're going to make you better. Look how much better you got from your freshman to your sophomore year. Stick with us for one more year. See how good you are as a junior. To every every program now is experiencing more overturn than they're used to, than they used to be. They're bringing in new players. It used to just be meshing the old guys with the freshmen. Now it's meshing the old guys with the other old guys from other programs and the newcomers from freshman class, sometimes JUCO kids now into the mix. And it's about guys who have the right systems, who, who can make all this work, not just getting everybody on the same page, becoming a cohesive unit, but who have systems that can really, really work in modern college basketball. And it's why, it's why I think you see like Nados as a rising star at Alabama. They're getting a lot of talent, yeah, but he's doing the most with that talent. Uh, it's, I think, why you've seen in recent years Houston become such a perennial powerhouse. Kelvin Sampson really knows what he's doing. Um, I mean, you're seeing now... Danny Hurley is having success at UConn. I know they've slipped a little bit recently, but the guy can coach. Tony Bennett's remained consistent at Virginia. Yeah, he he can really coach. I think you're going to, and this is not an inadvertent shot at Kenny Payne. We'll find out what he can do. This is going to be his first full year where he can 
hopefully use the portal and overhaul the roster. And if next year's team is close to being as bad as, as this year's team, then I think you can start to draw some conclusions, but we'll find out. But the guys who are having success right now are the ones who are able to navigate these waters and who really have systems that work, whose teachings can get through, can relate to their players. And I think it is separating the really good coaches from just the guys who were able to benefit from a couple of good recruiting classes over the years. It's amazing. Like within like just like 10 years ago, it was the argument, the one and done. Can you win with a one and done? Can you win with a freshman class? Oh, yeah. Like that seems, I know 10 years has been a long time, but it just seemed like it seemed like 50 years ago. It does. And like, like no, no one's talking one and dones anymore. I mean, like the, the rule is still in fact and should be. And the rule was always, I think, better for the NBA than it was than to do with college as well. I mean, college can take advantage of it, yada, yada, yada. But the rule was best for the NBA. And it was an NBA rule. And exactly. And then and, and that's why, my point exactly, it, it was that's what it was there for. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, now it's, it's like, it's about you know, the transfer. It's like having. I mean, we've already seen a trade. We've seen basically Baylor winning a championship with transfer, with, 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 with doing the transfer method. Yeah, I think the something the stat I'm, I'm I, it could be slightly off here. I feel like they did a lot quicker than anybody did it with a one and done team. But I think in the last four years, fifteen of the sixteen teams that have made the Final Four have all had at least one transfer in their starting five, and that's just. It's the way it's going to be. It's probably going to be the same this year. And it's the way it's going to be forever now. But you're right. It was the conversation's always shifting. Back in 07, it was can are these freshmen really that were making the jump to the NBA? Would they even be good college basketball players? And right away, Greg Oden, Kevin Durant are like, "Yep, in year one." Yeah. And then it became, "Can you win a national championship with these guys?" And it took a little bit of time, but then it was, you know the Kentucky team was the first to really Which do it. Was, it was a nice mix of veterans as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. Still. You got to have some, and then it was like, "Yep." And you know, then the, the debate kind of raged on, like, "Which is the better?" And I think you you sort of realized it was a nice mix. It, it was having because even after the Kentucky championship, the the majority of national champions in the one and done era have been teams that have had more college experience mm-hmm. over NBA type talent uh, that that is eighteen nineteen years old and, and you can't you can win that way that Duke team with Zion Williamson was absolutely good enough to win a national title they didn't um, but I think you're seeing like the Jay Wright way of going and getting really good recruits just who aren't one and done type talent who become really good college players and trying to build the system was the right way to do that at that time. And now the transfer portal and the, the one-year eligibility stuff is, is changing that game, too. But you can see why Jay Wright kind of stepped away now because, I mean, his method is yeah. pretty much just wiped out by the transfer it's, portal. It hurts, for sure. Because, you, I mean, you can't – I mean, it's hard enough to recruit a kid to come there. Now now you have to – not only are you still – once you sign a kid on your roster, you're all, not only are you still trying to recruit outside your roster for future, you've got to keep recruiting inside your own roster. He also was getting so too good at it. don't leave. I mean, he was also getting too good at it. Like, they they won the national title, and it was like, oh, Dante DiVincenzo, who didn't start for you, and he, he's expecting to become, like, the next, you know, the, the guy who carries on the legacy. Like, I can go pro. I'm going to get drafted in the first round now because I scored 31 points in the national title game. Like, he was losing too many guys. But yeah, how'd that work out for him in the NBA, by the way? <laughs> I saw he had a game-winning three the other night. Did he? For somebody. he might be playing well. I don't know. He's playing for the was he is he on the Warriors? He hit a big three for somebody. I thought he went to Bucks for some reason. You may be right. I, I can't keep track. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Um Texter says, Did Trevor really just say the Eagles have the best defense in the NFL? Yes. He must be uh two doobies deep before work today. Nope. Sober's so sober's a judge. I would say a, a, an airplane pilot, but we know how that goes. Uh nope. Lions did score forty five on I think. Yeah, you after we were up thirty eight to like six in the fourth quarter. That wasn't wasn't that bad. 
no, our yeah, we have the best defense from from front four to back to all the way to the end. No one's better than us. We have we have by far the best defensive line and deepest defensive line in the NFL. I mean, we're we're eight deep on the D line. We rotate them constantly. Our linebackers are as good as anybody can bring, and our secondary is top notch. I mean, we have the best corner tandem in Bradley and Slay. Our safeties are awesome. Thank you, New Saints, for that for that trade for Johnson Gardner. So you think you yeah. guys have better defense than the the Forty ers Yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah. Now, do we have a player individually as good as Bosa? Probably not. No, but as a unit, yes. All right. Bring it. I mean. I think they were t- technically listed as number one statistically, and we were number two, but that don't mean nothing. I mean, we also were, I know we were number one against the pass. I think we were like fourth against the run. You guys are not number one against the pass. Was it, you sure? You guys are down against the pass. Maybe, was it number one against the rush? Like you guys are like 12 against the pass. No, we were top 10 in both. You you might be looking at, I know we were, because I just watched them talk about the stats on, on Saturday. I'm on NFL.com team stats. Scoring deep. 49ers are number one in passing defense, rushing defense, and scoring defense. And they weren't one across the board. That's what only four teams NFL have, talk to NFL.com. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's no. There's only four teams that have been number one across the board in history when the ninety Eagles well, this, one of them. These are these three categories. They're number one in all of them. That's not correct. Well. I I call BS on their site. There you go. Call <laughs> Goodell, get on the phone. Get on the horn. Texas says I feel like Trevor Paul Vaulting would go just as well as Ezekiel Elliott playing center. I don't know what that's in reference. Did Zeke play center last night? What happened? Zeke is like five foot four. Why would he play center? I don't know what's happening. Like how he plays? Like did he? Oh, did he play center? Was he? Was he? Was he the center in that little play they ran? I guess I. I I've heard people talk about. It. I didn't see it. Like it's they say they ran like just the formation. It looked like like just like a, a dumber version of the one that the Colts tried to or the Patriots tried to run the Colts that one year, like the trick play. They have one. It's basically Dak hiking, getting hiked the ball by one guy. And you have like everybody else just split wide on both sides. I didn't see it. It was it was goofy looking. And the best part was was they completed the pass for like six yards, and there was no one near him to lateral the ball to. Like he just gets drilled. <laughs> and like my buddy's a cowboy fan. He was like, "What the you know?" On social media, and I just replied, "I was like, dude, they spent two weeks coming up with the formation. They forgot about doing the laterals." <laughs> was it the last? Remember the last play of the game? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was super. I watched it like five times. Now that I know what we're talking about, I, I didn't know what was going on. But it, yeah, it, it was it, like some weird formation. You could tell he wanted. They wanted to do the thing where it's like slattered the ball around. Yeah. And it was like boom. He got hit right when he caught it. And nobody did <laughs> no, anything. No one was near him. Like he had no one even to throw the ball to. I guess maybe Zeke was was hiking that ball. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why he would have because he's ineligible. To like, what's the point of having him hike the ball? <laughs> Texas says all the losing this season was before a four. Now it's smooth sailing in the Okora four. This will become the new BC and AD. Oh, we already said this. That's all BO. It's BO. It's BO. The losing was BO. (laughs) Texas says, I'm pretty sure I'm onto a conspiracy. Ooh, I'm good with this. I drive around the city and surrounding area all day, five days a week for my employment. I'm very observant. Of the new Black Collegiate University of Louisville license plates, there are a significant number of them with COX on the plate. I think it's some kind of inside job by a UK fan. They are running the DMV and thought it would be real funny to put COX all over our collegiate plates. I have not noticed this. I don't know. I don't know. You, you can't... If, like, you not about the UFL plates. Yeah, like yeah. the black ones yeah, with yeah, the UFL yeah, logo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have a... I mean, nobody can... People can't have the same vanity plate. Like, it's why they're like, no. they're, they're taken. I mean, I've noticed. I, I think paid. you just want me to say the word. <laughs> 
the people that are across the street from me have like I guess they're students at U of L, and there's I see that those tags that are across. I'm gonna pay attention now. I'm gonna be observant too. Well, I'm gonna I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to look at this too. Texas, what are your thoughts on the coffee Jerry Eves beef? Did, did Nick have a beef with Jerry? Would Jerry say something smart aleck and Nick didn't like I have it? No, all I know about Jerry Eves is what comes through the text line. It's just people asking us what we think about Jerry I, Eves. I told you on Friday. I, and I, I don't I know. Yeah, we don't listen to his show. I mean, no, no. They're on the same station now. I mean. How do they have beef? They're, on, they're both on 7. Because the new 790 on sometimes. Yeah, but it's all love. Yeah, it's. I mean, you and Scoots are you. You go back at, but it's all it's all love. Yeah, I mean, we it, still are mad at you about the lottery. Club, and also, right? well, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but like, they're a UK show and we're a U of L show. It should be friendly fire, right? Like, That's we, true. We should take shots at one another. They're supposed to be on the same page over there. Yeah, I, 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 I do. We need to start like listening or at least paying attention to more what he's saying. I, mean, I guess. I mean, I found out like they were taking gigantic move shots. My at, needle. <laughs> I had no idea they were taking gigantic shots at me a few months ago until I started seeing on the text line. Who like, Eves was? Yeah, and, and Butch Beard. What were they taking shots at you for? What'd you do? You're, they didn't like something that was on the website. You're soup. I didn't even write it. And they like a cup of tomato soup. Didn't take the time to look at the <laughs> author name right underneath the headline, apparently, but that's okay. Text says, RIP to my eardrums, hearing Trevor sing. Oh, come on. That was good. You should hear me in the shower. Wasn't bad. I liked it. Do you do are you are you a singer in the shower? Um I feel like I used to be. Now not so much. Like do you now do you just go in and sing or do you do you like listen to music? I used to listen to music a lot in the show. Yeah, I've got to listen. I, I mean I've got like I have to make like at least a four song playlist for when I go in the shower. I used and, to. And I put the phone on do not disturb so it doesn't interrupt because I play it off my phone usually. And I get because there was nothing there's nothing worse than in the middle of a jamming in the shower and someone calls you or texts you and it interrupts the song. Yeah, I'm with you. So you don't do it now. Now you're just silent. Well, now I'm showering. Like my everybody's asleep in the house besides me and Mary. <laughs> what time do you shower? Well, I guess you're night shower. After I get the kids down, yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, yeah. because yeah, we're both night showers. Or if it's middle of the day, I still like you know, like, Mary's usually working up there. So I, I there are very few opportunities where I can shower with music anymore. It's not the same as it used to be. <laughs> I want to wish I could ask like, what was the last song? Was there, like, what was, what was, I've got no idea. What was new when you were like last listening to music in the shower? I mean, it's probably like four years ago. <laughs> yeah. wasn't, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Pre-pandemic. Okay. Texas says, is the men's team cursing the women's team by playing on the same court? That's one theory. I mean, that's one way to look at it. Texas, Trevor, would you drive to or fly to Phoenix? Uh, probably drive. You're like me, you're a big driver. Be, I don't mind. I, I don't be far though. It is, and I, I think well, Phoenix would be. I'd say it's probably close to 24 hour drive. Maybe I know Vegas is 24, so I'd say Phoenix is probably close to it. Maybe give or take a couple hours here and there. Um, but yeah, I'd probably. Would, I mean, I, I don't hate flying. It's not my favorite thing, but I mean, just the hassle of going through the flying, getting going through the airline and get tickets and the pay and. And, and on top of it, just as a big guy, I'm not going to be comfortable on this flight. I can already tell you. Sure. And, you know, I, what was it? Uh, Marcus Peters over the weekend said it right. You know, they need to they need to give us some special seats. Us big people, people are like, buy first class. No, I don't want first class. I want, give me give me an extra large seat occasionally as, as, a, as, a, as an option here. Come on, airlines. Dude, do me some love. And so, yeah, I would probably prefer almost. I'd rather just take two days to drive there than get there in a day. Speaking of large people, yeah, that's be me. Did you see the Shannon Sharp stuff on Friday night? Oh my god! No, I mean, I said no. Like Marcus Peters didn't get ripped on Twitter for making that statement. He actually got praised. But well, no. What did Shannon Sharp Sharp say on Twitter? No, didn't say anything. You didn't see that 
uh, Lakers Grizzlies game? No, no. He like tried to fight the entire Grizzlies team. He's probably not smart. He was sitting mid court. Well, at least Zach Randolph's not there anymore. He got into it with like, like uh, Steve, like I think Dylan Brooks is where it started, and, and then Brooks started yapping at him. Brooks can be a little. Shannon Sharp basically goes on the floor. Stephen Adams comes over, and, and like the whole Grizzlies team come, and Sharp's being held back. Then he gets into it with John Moran's dad. They're going like <laughs> nose to nose. He has to go back in the tunnel, and his like the statement that he released uh, like during the game. Was like a WWE statement where he's like, they didn't want that smoke. Like I was coming after Dylan. Bro- First of all, he makes no mention of Stephen Adams, which is smart on his part. Probably Stephen Adams will break it over dude, his yeah. break him over his knee. But he's like, they didn't want any smoke. Small, but- and then John Morant didn't want any smoke, and then his dad really didn't want like, the bunch of fake tough. And I think he apologized today. I think I think Shannon just had a few too many drinks. That yeah. probably mixed with he's just sometimes I mean it's bleeding into people at his Fox Network telling him. Be over the top, be outrageous, say so stupid stuff to, to get trending, you know, get trending on Twitter. It was a wild scene. It kind of maybe bled into the the reality of things too. I, mean, I was thinking it late Friday, like about, I didn't see, about an I hour after it happened. It was everywhere. I mean, it, he yeah, he was the number one trending topic. I'm like, why is Shannon Sharp trending? And then I saw the video. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, he's he's like about to fight the entire team on the floor during now, the game. Now I think about, it, I think I did see his internet. I didn't click on it because usually when I see him or Skip trending, it's just some stupid. It's them yeah. saying something just dumb. That's not. It's, you know, generic comment on whatever their show is on Fox. And I think that's probably why I didn't click on it then. Now I think about it. But that's, I mean, Shane Stripes not a small dude. Was he probably, what, 6'5, maybe 260? Like 6'6. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's got some size. I mean, he'd definitely take out Morant. He'd, oh, for sure. Brooks could be a good fight. I could see that maybe even. I can see him beating up Brooks. I, I can see him beating up everybody besides Steven Adams. I mean, Adams is just, just, just a, yeah, big dude. I mean, Adams is what. And his whole family's like Vikings. Like, they're like his, yeah. his sister's like the like women's bodybuilding champion well, of the seven world. Seven foot, two, 300 pounds. He's I enormous. Mean. I mean, he looks like a Game of Thrones character. He's, yeah, he's. He looked like he was 40 when they took him as his 18 year old kid out of high school or out of uh, Pittsburgh as a freshman. I'm still shocked that he's been this good. Because I, I was not impressed with him in college at all. No, well, he was so raw in college. Yeah, he's been great. He's yeah. been really good. I think I made a joke on draft night, actually. I'm like, oh, Stephen Adams ahead of Gorgie. Where did he finish again? Dead last? No, he had a great year, though. This reminds me when I was, when I, when I was younger for the internet days when, when Chauncey got drafted, and I was like, Dewan Wheat gave him his lunch in college. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, as a kid especially, it's hard to overcome the college prejudices or, that you had. Yeah. I'm like, this right. guy sucks. He couldn't even beat us. Like, yeah. Another that's... modern one, Pat, Matt Ryan going third and Brian Brom going to the second. Like, oh, yeah. On. I thought, I thought, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Joe Flacco played at Delaware. There's no yeah. way he'll have half the career that Brom did. Texas, Sam Purcell won those games. <laughs> He's doing a great job. Texas, same energy for Jeff Walls, the guy who went to a title game in his first season as a head coach. He didn't go to a title game in first. Season. I don't think it was, his, it wasn't his first season. No, the title game was in 2008. I, I, I thought it was 07. No, it was 08 because that was on radio when we first was went, it? I believe. Yeah. It wasn't his first season. I know that. But I, I do think that his first season, we went to the Sweet 16 for the first time ever in program history. Okay. Um, he hadn't been there long, I guess, when we went because that was Angel. It was 09, by the way. That we oh, went. 09. Okay. Well, I knew I was working in radio. So his but, very first season, we went to the Sweet 16. Well, that was 07 or 08? 08. Okay. So it was the second season. His second season, we were the national runner up. So he didn't recruit Angel McCautry. No, she was a she was a junior when he got there. Okay. I didn't. Well, I mean, that's one of the big stories about his, his him coming in there. Full confession, before that 09 run, I couldn't tell you one thing about Louisville's women's basketball. A lot of people could. I mean, I didn't even know Angel McCotcher was the 09 run. When he got there, Angel like, had this reputation for being talented, but like a huge hothead who was kind of uncoachable. And so he got all the credit for like getting the best out of her when the, the first two years she'd been really, really up and down. And she gave she gave Jeff all the credit for like turning her into a professional before she was actually a professional. It was 
that was his first really big success story. But yeah, his first year we went to the Sweet 16, and we'd never been to the Sweet 16 before. Who was our coach before Brawls then? I can never remember his name. Did, where did he go? Did he leave? Did we fire he went him? To, he... he left for, I believe, Arkansas. Okay, which doesn't sound like a bad gig, even though they didn't hire Jimmy Dykes. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Somebody can correct me. I think you're right, because I feel like I looked this up one time in a conversation we were having or I was having with someone else. And I went down a rabbit hole of that, and I think I did think you are right about that. I, I know he left for a different job. Yeah. Just I wrote about it in the, the book. But I can't remember I think you're right on what his name is, which is driving me crazy. The name is irrelevant. Anyways, well, it's not relevant, but it's I can't remember it. Texas, the fact that we were talking about what team Louisville might actually be able to beat shows how far Cardinal basketball has fallen. Yeah, thank you. We were aware. Yeah, I mean, yeah come on. Like, newsflash. They, they really, I didn't discover this two months ago. I mean, Hard to believe that's the status quo. Make sure Trevor explains the phrase status quo to everyone. Yeah, well, status quo, it means, like, the, the norm, right? You're correct. And I don't mean just norm from Cheers. I mean, like, the normal. Yes. Because <laughs> norm from Cheers was awesome. Thank you. He was. How's it going, Norm? Life's life's full of dogs, and I'm wearing biscuits for for underwear. (laughs) Texas, TK, can you please guarantee an Eagles win over the 49ers this week? I really want the 49ers to win, and an Eagle guarantee from you would pretty much seal their fate. Wow, your confidence in me is just just oozing right there. Uh, You have a track record. I do not guarantee a win. Tom Collins. Sean Moth texted me. Thank you. (laughs) Tom Collins? Tom Collins. The drink? No. Tom (laughs) Collins. His wife is now the head coach at Baylor. Oh, okay. He also was in the WNBA recently. So his wife was ended up being more successful as a coach than he was anyway. Man, he got the WNBA. That's true. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. No, not guaranteeing a win, but doing feeling very, very, very uh, warm and cozy about it. Coward. <laughs> Hit that guarantee. Enough so that I have thought about looking at maybe ticket prices again for the NFC title game. But there's... I, they're, they're, I, I, you, like, I looked at them last night, and this is like before the Dallas-San Fran game. And I went in 17. I had a really good seat in 17 in this title game, and I paid just right at right at almost four digits for that ticket. Whew. Like, it's going for three times that in the same area now for this game. This is it game. really? Yeah. I don't know if it's just because it's early in the week and the tickets just went on sale yeah. last night. I mean, I don't know if people were doing that because they thought maybe Dallas would be the opponent. I think Dallas would have brought a higher ticket price probably than San Fran, but... Yeah, I'm 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 intrigued to look and see what it's at maybe tomorrow and see where the, the secondary market is. If it's anywhere still hasn't gone down way below, then Trevor will be just holding out and waiting for the Super Bowl. Would you do live shows on the road to Phoenix? Yeah, I did. I did like a video <laughs> blog uh, on the way to the last Super Bowl. We need to make that happen again. again like a lot that. of people loved, it, especially the one where I uh, I tried to go see the field because I was cutting through Iowa because I was going to Minneapolis, uh-huh. and I tried to like I was like. I'm like an hour from where the Field of Dreams is. So I thought, and this is still on my Facebook page. I probably should erase them. But yeah, but I was like, I'm an hour from there. I was like, I'm. when am I going to be in this area again? I'm going to make a detour. Now, that's all great, except for, you know, it's, you know, into, Feb- into January, early February, and there's a snowstorm going on. Oh. And I'm like, so maybe it's not the best time to go see field, <laughs> a baseball field, but you know, when am I, you know, good with timing? So I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, I don't know if you've ever been there. Like the field of dreams, it's not like a museum. It's literally someone's home. Right. And so like the website is just like their home number. So I'm, <laughs> I'm at like this gas station. And like, if you go on the website, it'll tell you like hours of operation optional. Like it doesn't like, you know, we're, we're not home. We're not home. 
So like I, I'm trying to call like see if they're gonna be available. And like, you get their like met their like their answering machine. Do you like, really? Like ah, you reached Jerry and John. That'd be you know? so it's, annoying. It's like we're not home right now. Like, like do I leave a message? Do I like? Hi, this is Trevor. Uh, I'm at a gas station right now, like an hour from your house. How many if I'll you build it? Shortly. How many if you build it, they will come messages to those people. Get oh, probably. Here. I can imagine. So what did you do? Uh, so I tried to go and. I'm in a Prius on top of everything, and it's not like even off right off the expressway. This thing is like an hour in the back roads off of like the expressway. So I got about halfway there, and I couldn't even see the road anymore. Like cars are pulling over that are like uh. trucks, and I'm in a Prius. I'm videotaping this while I'm driving. <laughs> like it's like I'm I'm turning the phone around and showing people like how the, the craziness I'm going through. And uh, just don't do this. People are commenting on it like. Like, it's good to watch how he's going to die here soon. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe don't videotape it if you're going to drive through it. Uh, so eventually I was like, even on the camera, on the video, I'm like, I'm calling it. I, I you know, it's getting, starting to get dark now. I can't, I, it's hard to see. I got, I got to turn around. It delayed me a few. It, unfortunately, the, I got to the delay with not the, the satisfaction of seeing the stadium. And I thought about it giving in on the way back, but on the way back, the snore was even worse. Well, that sucks. Yeah, damn snowstorm in Iowa. If you because you when you lived in Iowa, but you weren't near where Field of Dreams is, were you? I don't think so. Because you didn't. You I never, never looked into it. Yeah, okay. Um, Are you just not that big a fan of it as I am? I guess I like the movie a lot. I just I, I never really occurred to me to yeah. try to make it happen. But I mean, everywhere in Iowa that I was like I was way off the beaten path. Like you like it was a one lane road for like the last five hours of my I, drive in I mean, Carroll. That, that's how it was like going yeah. through the farms trying yeah. to get to this. This place, and I can't remember what actual city it's in. I'd look it up, but like I just don't go through Iowa that often. So I thought, you know, when in Rome, sure, yeah. I mean, I'll try to do it, and didn't get to do it. I did get to go to the uh, Twins baseball stadium though. Pick up my ticket. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's a good locker room. Texas says I've become <laughs> almost convinced that the Louisville men's basketball team is cursed. Like someone brought their goat to a game back in 2014 and was turned away. You simply can't explain a lost decade with each year bringing more misery than the previous. How do we reverse this curse? I'll tell you where it started. I was going to say, what would have, what would have been the curse moment? I know like, exactly what it is. You have it in mind. What was it? Is the week? It's, it's my fault. Actually, oh. it's everybody who follows me. It's their, it's their fault. It's not I'm my. It's not I, did, I didn't start following you until the show started. I think it was. No, you were already following me. <laughs> was that? I yeah. didn't even know. We were friends on Facebook. <laughs> were we? Remember we? We figured that out the first week. I was like, we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> I didn't know the producer Yates when they when I first hired him. I was like. It's like, send me a friend request. He's like, I've been running on Facebook for like a year. I think that's what I, yeah. like, I was like. By the I way, was? we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so before the, the the week leading up to the UK game in 2014, the Sweet 16 game, we did this thing where. About 14, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I was like, we're trying to kill time. This game is, it's week is dragging. I'm like, let's find the most obscure celebrity possible and bombard him. Oh, this is the Mark yes, Summer story, right? With requests yeah. about who he's going to pick in this game. And Mark Summers got the most votes. It was down to him and I think uh, Frank Stallone. By the way, how did Mark Summers even come into the like the the, the idea? Because people just started naming the most random celebrity they I could mean, think of. So we, we bombard Mark Summers with requests. Like he he's clearly out to dinner or something, and he comes back with like seven hundred. Re- like, hey, Mark, big fan. Who do you think is going to win the U of L UK game on Friday? <laughs> and he says originally he finally responds after like a few hours, and he's like, being from Indiana, I never really liked either team, and we're like, boo. And wow. then he's like, he's like, but if you're asking me to pick, then I'm going with Kentucky. And people get mad at him. And then he just starts lobbing, hurling insults at everybody. Like he's, 
He's using he's using homophobic slurs. He's Mark Summers, man. Don't double, don't. He's the man that, that double dare in the he's, Food Network. He's making fun of people's appearances, and it just it, it really sullied everybody on Mark Summers. And <laughs> that's when the curse came into play. He cursed the entire program. We lose to Kentucky. Nothing's been the same since. The only way I'm not saying we need, I'm not gonna say that. I'm saying is we wouldn't have got this if Frank Stallone would have won. We need to, something <laughs> involving who, who's Mark Summers like. Who's his rival from that time? <laughs> what was the rival for Double Dare? TV ratings. I don't know. <laughs> and they were doing they were doing fine. Who's the guy from Legend of the Hidden Temple? We need to get him on board. The guy that wears the hat. Yes. <laughs> and we need him to pick U of L over somebody. It's funny how he's known as the guy with the hat. He wears a hat and everything he does. Or maybe we need to get Mark Summers like locked up or something. I don't know. We we got to find some way to reverse. Still on the food this. channel, right? I don't even know. I've got no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Normally, I would be trying to like be the peacemaker here, and but you know how many times I got rejected by Double Dare growing up and Family Double Dare, and I so screw Mark Summers. He never put me on his show. Do you really try to get? In- oh God, yes, yeah, in the that's in the, the 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 mail. I mailed in the, the forms and all that stuff. Yeah. If you could been on any Nickelodeon show back in the day, you would have chosen Double Dare. Oh yeah. Oh, I would have gone Global Guts. What Guts? That was I was I on a piece remember. of the aggro crag. See that those were I was already a little too old when those came out. Legends and Temple because those were nineties. So I'm more I'm more of the eighties. More more. If you want a hit the cough button. He's on the cough. He's on the cough. Give him play by play on it. We're good. We're good. Right. Thank you. If you want a funny <laughs> read, I'm assuming it's still on the interwebs, even though you know SBNation.com doesn't really exist anymore. John Boyce, Louisville's own, Wagner High School's own, who was recently featured in a New York Times uh, feature piece. Who went to Wagner? John Boyce, who I used to work with. New York Times did a big feature on him like like three weeks ago. Well, you're going to Uh He's a couple years older than me. He's probably like 01. Uh, I think it was like 01, 2000. Oh, so he's younger than me then. A little bit younger yeah. than you. But he's he didn't go to college. Wagner's He's got Wagner High in his bio. He's, kinda, he's the man. Kind of comes with the hand-in-hand hand with Wagner graduates. <laughs> well, he's he's brilliant, like all Wagner graduates. He, Thank he's, you. Like his creative stuff that he's done is some of the best work we've done. They did like, again. The New York Times feature on him was really good. We have a tendency of but passing. Before away. he got into like really highbrow stuff and and really just entertaining videos, you can see all his stuff on YouTube. He wrote one of the funniest things I've ever read, which was breaking down the Temple Run, which is at the end of every Legends of the Hidden Temple episode, which was the hardest final contest in any game show. He's like, it had like a sixteen oh, percent success know about rate. That. Like. Yeah. <clears throat> You're comparing it to trying to find a flag in a giant pancake full of goo. He did the he did the numbers. It had like a 16 percent success rate, whereas most game shows the success rate was like 65 percent. He you also had temple guards that were higher hiding. They were very culturally insensitively dressed, and they would come out and they would scare the absolute wow, wow, bleep yeah. out of you. It was a terrifying thing. The show was great besides that, but I would not have picked that to, to go on. But again, read that if you want a good laugh. It's it's hilarious, and he did a ridiculous amount of work into it. It's, it's now, very fun. Correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I wasn't as big on the Temple shows and the other ones after, because by then those came out like 93, 94. It was like early 90s, yeah. Yeah. I was a big t- Purple Monkeys guy. Yeah, I was I was focusing on- Blue Barracudas, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Snakes, done. All about the Green Monkeys. My attention had gone to, to other places at that time. Um which one, now the the temp, which one had the video game feel to it? Like you were like supposedly going through like a video game, wasn't that the know. temple game? No. See, I remember some of uh, most of my memory of these is actually off that documentary on Nickelodeon I watched. You know, what I'm talking, I think I, I suggested to you I was like Hulu or maybe, I watched it. it yeah. yeah, and it was okay. It's like it's like ninety minutes. Yeah, but the, one of the best parts about that was 
the uh, when they were talking. I don't know if you remember this when Mark Summers was talking about when they introduced their Double Dare, and were selling it to like the producers at Disney or not Disney, but uh, Nickelodeon. They did a test run of it, and the you know the pancake thing we supposed to find the flag. He's like the, <laughs> they forgot to put the flag in it. So he's like, these kids, these kids are like trying to find this flag and this big thing of pancake and goo and the buzzer goes off and Mark's like, sorry guys, looks like you came up short. Uh, and had no idea that they never, even, they never even put the flag in there. Yeah. That's, that's who Mark Summers is. That's what he does. Now he's, sell, now he's just trying to make kids obese by pushing candy to him on the Food Network. Mark Summers wants your children to be obese. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, more text from you guys. We'll wrap up the hour. 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Well, my woman, she showed up with your number on her hand. Well, I thought that I might call you up so we could deal with this man a man. You better tell me the truth, sir. Trevor, you were talking last segment about looking at tickets for the NFC title game, comparing it to 2017. Yeah. I, got, I just noticed this email that I got earlier today from Ticket IQ. As of right now, the NF- NFC Conference Championship game is the most expensive conference championship game ever tracked. The average price for a, a ticket right now for Eagles versus 49ers is $2,468. I the, the cheapest seats I saw were the corner nosebleeds, and they were 800 Prices for this weekend's game are 93% more expensive than the last time the Eagles hosted an NFC Championship game yeah. back in 2018. Yeah. The game is also 103% more expensive than the AFC Championship game, which has an average price right now of $1,218. No one cares about the Bengals and, and Chiefs. It's still the fourth most expensive overall, but it is not. It's the most expensive AFC title game of all time as of right now, but it's almost, well, it is. It's more than half the price of the NFC title game tickets, which is, yeah. that blows my mind a little bit. I mean, when I, I had a great seat, when I went to the Vikings one, I was in section 136, I want to say, it's around the 40 yard line. And I was, I mean, eighth row, 10th row from the field. I I mean, again, I paid like a grand for the seat, but it was like, like I, cause I wanted to go out. I, I was like, I'm going all out. I'm getting a nice seat. I got a parking pass. My parking spot was like, I mean, a reserved parking spot, like 10 feet from the entrance to the stadium, which was awesome. And, um, uh, I like I looked at the same section for this one, and yeah, like the same seat I got last time for even a thousand is going for like thirty five hundred now. now. Is it just because Philly fans are that fanatic? I mean, a mix. I mean, did you see? Did you hear the story about the tailgating thing over the weekend? No. So oh, I, they they bought the lacrosse. They bought the lacrosse. They sold it out. Tailgate. Yeah, that's right. They sold out a lacrosse I did see that. game just so they could tailgate. That's hilarious. I mean, that is and just, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the best part is is that the poor lacrosse team they're like. Hey, we got to sell it. And nobody's there. There's like there. six people here. Like, what? Like what's going on? I thought we sold out. <laughs> that was awesome. Because <laughs> nobody actually went to the game. Right. They just bought it. They wanted to tailgate. And it's, I know we were the night game when I went and, I see 17, but I guess it was technically 18. Um, 17 season. Yes. Yeah. Same difference. Yada, yada, yada. Because I guess it was in January when I went. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I was like, I had a, par- I had a parking like a, a reserve spot, so I like, I knew I, I could get there at any time, but I wanted to get there early. I wanted to enjoy, I wanted to enjoy the atmosphere. And I got there. This might come to shock you. I got there like eleven a.m. This was a six p.m. kickoff. Uh, I mean, the place is already packed. I'm sure. I mean, and I, I go on like I'm like watching like the news before I'm leaving to go out there, and like they're talking about like half the place already sold out. Like people stayed the night over there tailgating. Now this was our first hosting. And that year was our first time we'd hosted since. I guess 2004, maybe. So, I mean, it'd been a long gap. So I can see the enthusiasm and the excitement, but I'm a little surprised it's going as high as it is right now. I, I just, I know I've recommended this to you before. I know you you've said you thought about watching it. You should watch Welcome to Wrexham just for the parts of the show where so, I'm going to get started on so that. So, Rob McElhaney, the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, is like a diehard Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. And at one point, like, I just watched the episode again where he, he meets Nick Sirianni and he meets Jeffrey Lurie. He gets to go to the stadium and talks about it. But they have like a, a shareholders meeting early on in, in the, the, the show where they have to talk to the the members of like the board, the guys who own the team, the local citizens of Wrexham, and convince them to sell them the team, which, spoiler, they get the team. Or else it would be a very short show. Sure, the one hour documentary. But they're asking him, you know, why like like why should why should we believe that you're going to care as much as we do and not just, you know, buy this thing and then bail? And he starts talking about his Eagles fan uh, fanaticism and he's like when they won the Super Bowl in 2018, 2017, they show the video of him like in the crowd, like going nuts. He's like, I am not joking when I say it's a top five day in my entire life. He's like, oh, yeah. I put it up there with my kids. I put it up there with my wife. Like, this is like listening to Trevor talk. It was just, it, it's great. But he's uh, a, very much a diehard Eagles guy and not afraid to talk about just how much. I mean, I didn't even want to leave the stadium. I mean, not just because it was like 40 degrees below zero outside and I couldn't remember where I parked, but. I just didn't. I mean, I said I think I was there for like janders were like starting to sweep up around me at the at the Minneapolis. I don't want to go home. I didn't want to go home. I look. I mean, I I sat there for the most time. I mean, I was watching because the, they put like the uh, the stuff like behind the locker room interview stuff they put on the screen out there uh-huh. after everything on the field was done. So I was kind of watching that to begin with. But yeah, like I mean, it was it was a mix of just not wanting to leave and again not wanting to go outside because. It did take me like an hour to find my car, and that too. Yeah, it was like it was like it was. I'm not kidding. It was below zero when I got in the car. I think it said negative eight on my, my thing, and I was like, I sat in the car for another hour just to try to defrost before I could drive because also I was staying in a hotel. I was gonna say, what did you do after the game when you finally left? I stayed in Austin, Minnesota, which is like 90 minutes away. So you just drove back to the hotel. So I had to drive back to the hotel. So it was late by the time I got home. I was worn out. I believe it. And I got back to the hotel and found out the few things I did leave in my hotel room. I didn't leave a lot. Apparently they just went in my room and threw it away. <laughs> like I kid you. What like, was it? It was just. It was nothing. It was like it was like just some like deodorant, shampoo. Because sometimes I take that stuff with me and, instead of having to deal with what the hotel gives you, especially knowing I was going to be in a crappy hotel. And like a pair of socks that like I just I forgot to throw back in my bag. Like it wasn't anything. Like, I think it was some a drink from like the night before, maybe a leftover piece of food. Like nothing like important. Because I put I took everything, most of my stuff I took with me because I just didn't want to leave it in the hotel room. I didn't trust them. I mean, if you saw again, I did a video in my hotel room. It was very creepy. I think I compared it to the uh, the hotel where where, uh, where John Cusack has schizophrenia. Oh yeah, like I can remember the movie, like Rob Doster's comedy. I remember like, the movie. Yeah, he's like, that's a great movie. How do you forget about it? I'm like, like at one point the fridge was making a noise, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't plugged in. Like <laughs> I didn't want to open it up. There was no there was, there was no peephole on the door. It's because who wants to see who's going to kill me? I guess it's going to come on in. Uh, and the highlight of the room was the, the like the see what's in Austin. 
in the map and like the map had like the, the places to go and like Barnes and Noble was circled on it like number two. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm glad they won. It was, if yeah. not, it would have been a little bit tougher. It was too. a fun adventure though, and I can't wait to go to Phoenix and do the same thing over again. Uh, Texture does say if the Eagles make the Super Bowl, can yeah. Trevor honor his team by suffering through quote the garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon starring Tony Danza and give us all a review? <laughs> he dropped that whole name by the way. The 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 garbage. Picking, yeah, maybe he did. The garbage-picking, field-goal-kicking yeah. Philadelphia phenomenon. I've, I've seen the movie. You have? It's been a long time, but I've seen the movie. I've yet. never even heard of it. Jeffrey Lurie, I think, is the one who, like, his production company is when it produced it. Oh, that makes sense. That's where he made his money before he bought the Eagles, was he was a Hollywood producer. Um, yeah, Tony Danza, he's like a garbage, he's a garbage man, and, like, the truck he has, like, he has to kick, like, a lever to get it working because it didn't work right. And I guess over time, he's kicked it so many times it made him a great kicker. I mean, how many times have we heard that story? Happen, I love right? it. Yeah, I love it. And he becomes an eagle. And you, it's, not, it's not exactly invincible, but it's it's not. It's, if you can, if you're a average dude who somehow is slightly better at something than usual, you can play for the Eagles. That's what Hollywood has taught me over the years. In in, in defense, in the early '90s, yes. <laughs> play the lines right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, yeah, you probably could. <laughs> the the Shane Falco quote from the replacements that you were trying to think of earlier. Yes, thank text you. Texture it. I wish I could say something classy and inspirational, it, yeah. but that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. Thank you. Yes, there it is. That's that's how that's, that's what it is. I knew it was something with glory. <laughs> Texas says you just mentioned U of L losing to DePaul last year. The pain of that now feels like the good old days when I wasn't numb to losing. I do kind of. I mean, I miss the days where DePaul losing to DePaul was the worst thing to happen. We've won five times in thirty-nine games. Since then, no, or just in general, in our last thirty-nine overall games, we've, we're five and thirty-four. It's remarkable. It's, I mean, it's it's, not, it's unbelievable. Like, you, like I feel like you couldn't even be that bad if you tried. At U of L, yeah, it's it's just nuts. Texas, what if our four one-point losses so far this year were one-point wins? How differently would you guys think of this team in KP? I know 6-13 and 13 isn't acceptable either, and I'd still be pissed, but it would be interesting to see how different the season would feel if those outcomes were flips. The only difference, I It'd think— It'd be a little bit different. I mean, the main difference, bit. in my feeling, would be the me confidence in the EMU bet. Yeah. Other than that, I mean— It'd still be the worst season we've any of us have oh, ever yeah. experienced, but certainly like, having four more wins would make this a little bit easier to stomach. I, I don't know if— I, I think big picture-wise, you're still kind of in the same place, but it would— It'd be easier to sell. I think right now, I mean, 2-17 and 17 is just so slap-you-in-the-face jarring that it's, I mean, two. we've got two wins. Like, there are I mean, that, that, five point, teams in all of college basketball that have as many or fewer wins than we do. He's not including, like, Lindscombe, right? Because that was another one. We lost by eight, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in the four, the three first games and then the Syracuse game. If we win all four of those, how different? I mean, I think it's a little bit different. I don't think it's the, the overall, I think, battle lines, if you want to call them that, are unchanged. I think the people who who are seeing red flags everywhere from Kenny Payne and who are very very concerned about the future of the program are still very concerned. I think the people who are, you know, I mean, we got people right now even without those wins who are like, we're fine, we're we're going to be okay. And I think those people would be even more so if you've got six wins right now. Those people are Kevin Bacon at the end of my animal house. There's a lot of them. There's <laughs> there's a lot of them. Texas apparently the Nick Coffey and Jerry Eves are in a radio feud. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I haven't heard. I, I don't and know. they work at the same studio. Yeah, they're on the same channel. It Texas is basically, in different Texas, basically Eves and Beard claimed everything going on with UofL basketball right now as a result of Chris Mack going after grad transfer guards while he was here. What? 
Eves and Beard proceeded to mispronounce every name they pointed out as a bad player that Mac brought in and then said these guys on UofL this year couldn't play for Simmons College. Coffee called them out for their ridiculous defense of Kenny Payne. Okay, two things. One, I'm not going to mock anybody for mispronouncing names. So that that's probably irrelevant. a good idea. That's probably a, I don't think that's relevant in the argument, but I do. <laughs> what? You should know the names. Well, not necessarily. You can know the talent without not knowing the name. Uh, the, the the transfer though, like, what are they talking about? I, that makes no sense. Like he, he, he we're bad because Mac went after grad transfers and not freshmen or something. Is that what he's I saying? I have no idea what the point is. And I, I mean, the only reason you can say the, Mac inherited a, you know limited roster his first season not nearly as bad as what we have right now i'm not trying to claim that but that team in 2019 does not go to the ncaa tournament if they don't go out and get kristen cunningham i i'm not i don't think that's debatable um i don't know i mean i think it's debatable he led the acc in assists we had no other point guard trevor i I agree with your argument i don't i wouldn't say it's undebatable but i would agree with you i don't think you can debate i mean he was the a rock solid guard when we had nobody else who filled that role when he came out of games like we couldn't play like he, I'm not saying he was the best player in the world. You know the team that lost to Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. I well, mean, that was still a good team, though. Yeah, we had nobody else to play point. Well, I mean, he was. I thought he was a perfect mix for that team. It was a yeah, for sure. Team, but. I'm not trying to claim he was like the best player in the world. I'm just saying for that team, we had to get that player. And if we don't, I don't think we come close to making the NCAA tournament. Um, I I don't buy that argument at all. Like, and like we've just talked about, every team that's having success in college basketball right now has transfers i assume their 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 point of view or their argument is that because he went out and got so many particularly in last year and they did they and as a result they all left and there was no like homegrown guys you know in in on the roster to to fill to to keep it full like that's why i was so deteriorated when you know supposedly he has six players in his first full recruiting class uh, i mean and they just turn out to not be that good like there's (laughs) who's the pain what no, I'm talking about like because oh, there was nothing but like grad transfers on last year's team for the most part. A lot of them were, and, and the, the, we we had been on the transfer portal last year that they all just went on left, and then that's why that there was no like not that like not that that's saying that a kid that was a, had been a freshman recruit he couldn't have left just as easily. But yeah, I don't know what their argument that's is. Just, I'm just trying to say that I can see maybe that's where they're coming from, but it's still just a. Not a very good point. It's a, it's a bad, and the notion that these guys on this team couldn't play for Simmons College is also absurd. I mean, I get, I get, he's your boy, and and you want to defend him, and you want, you want to like fight for him, and, and and but you can do that without sounding stupid. Yeah, it, it's, and they're not accomplishing that goal right now. No, I don't, I don't buy if these, that if this argument is the case. Texas Trevor, you're from Louisville. Yes. Quit saying R. You're a fake Eagles fan. Chill out. What are you talking about, fake Eagles? The very next text says, Trevor, you ain't an Eagles guy. Bring it. I suffered through Rich Kotite, Ray Rhodes. All right? I did buddy. You want to bring You want to bring pain. Bring it. I'll smack you in the face with a Geno's cheesesteak right back to where you came from. <laughs> Even though I'm more of a Pats guy. Aren't those like the two... Like They're real right, Philly people are right like right across street from each other. You don't, too, yeah. real Philly people are like they don't go to Geno's or Pats. I just always see that. They're like you know probably nobody who lives there. It's like you know Louisville people are like we don't go tour the Bat Factory. There's also Kings and there's there's a there's a bunch of good cheese. Geno's and Pats are the two yeah the most more popular ones. They're right next to each other too. Texas, my ex wife's UFL plate starts with C O W. It's fitting. <laughs> Come on. 
Texas says, I'm not kidding about this conspiracy. This, this is the COX license plate, guys. It's all parts of town. It's COX accompanied by the numbers before or after COX to make it legal. Okay, I, now now I understand. I thought it was just people running around with a bunch of license plates that just said COX. Um, <laughs> Maybe they got confused. Maybe that, that was supposed to... Those licenses must go to South Carolina. So if you don't, <laughs> maybe I mean, people mess up apparel stuff all the time. They mess up so if you don't specify like the the other part of the vanity plate, you just get COX with numbers. This does sound like a conspiracy. So could these they, damn cat fans? They've so, been, so they've wait, invaded wait. the DMV. They're <laughs> taking over the license plate. They're playing pranks on us. This is ridiculous. Bevin, he's at it again. So you're telling me there's a, there's a license plate that says COX sixty nine. Well, no, it's got to be more than that. Three numbers. Okay. If they're not, if if you're just shouting for the the generic U of L license plate, and they're just giving out, they're giving out cocks left and right. Two six nine. I probably just stopped trying to spell it out. I'm just gonna say it's, it's C O X. It's the word. What do you want me to say? No, I'm just gonna spell it out this way. Whatever. <laughs> some people drown around like there's some like kid in the back of his dad's car now going. They know I can spell right. They're Dad. throwing out cocks everywhere. Uh, but it's. I don't like. It. I'm kind of on board. I'm gonna to start paying attention now. Don't you have one? Oh, you're not, you're, I don't have you're a Bellarmine. That's right. I don't have Bellarmine either. <laughs> Do they have Bellarmine license plates? I don't know. <laughs> Why? I have a normal Kentucky license. Well, plate. Mary would graduate from Louisville, right? No. Did you listen to the show ever? Not. We both went to Bellarmine. I, uh, I tend to see the. I know you do. <laughs> and then you, but you still make assertions like like you know what you're talking about. Um. Uh, yeah, but you do the same thing. No, I don't. You only pay attention to half of what I say. But I don't then be like, didn't you say this? Like, no. Yeah, you do. You do it all the time to me. Give me one example. Right now. <laughs> when? You just said I don't listen and I make assertions. I What? You just you just said Mary went to Louisville, didn't she? I'm like, no. Well, no, asked. Didn't say. No, she didn't. I know. I forgot. Sorry, Texas, Mary. I apologize. Texas, the opposite of Mark Summers would be Summer Sanders. Ooh, that's a good one. What I know that name from? She was a big swimmer. She hosted a bunch of shows on Nick back in the day. Was she okay? I like that. Name just sounds familiar. I just don't remember yet, but um, the swimmer does ring a bell. I think that that's, that's who we need to pick at Louisville. Is she on Twitter? We can make me make that happen. <laughs> that's when we need to reverse the curse. We're, salt, we're trying to see other shows are just complaining about Louisville basketball or complaining about the people complaining about Louisville basketball. We're trying to fix the problem. We're out here every day trying to find curses, reverse them, and get this program back on track. We're doing it for you. Wasn't there the one on MT, M- NBA uh, Insider? Wasn't that Willow Sanders? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> That's just where my mind went. On that note. Like sometimes my mind just goes in different directions. We're all aware. Let's take a break. When we come back, <laughs> 5 o'clock hours up. We'll talk about Kenny Payne's comments today on his uh, the ACC media call what it means for Brandon Huntley Hatfield, what it means for when we may see Emmanuel Okora for for the first time. Yeah. Keep it locked right here. 1450, 961, the big X. I know you know I go psycho when my new joint hit. 
just can't sit. Gotta get jiggy with it. That's it. Now, honey, honey, come ride. TKNY, all up in my eyes. You got a rider, bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Everybody looking at me, glancing at the kid. Wishing they was dancing a jig here with this handsome kid. Sick a cigar right from Cuba Cuba. I just bite it. It's for the look, I don't light it. It'll weigh the ammo on the hand, stay off play. Give it up, jiggy, make it feel like four play. Yo, my cardio is infinite. <laughs> Big Willie Styles, all, all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Nah, 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 nah. Getting jiggy with it. Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show. We're going to play this after we sack Brock every day. You know, ever since we you know, set a record for team sacks in the season. <laughs> Suck at 84 Bears. 14-50-96-1, the Big X. As Trevor continues. You're just going to try all week long to make this an Eagle show, which I don't even hate you for. Oh, you think that's bad? You get two weeks of the Super Bowl. We're gonna see. I'm telling you right now. I told you not to be nervous about like every game this year that you were nervous for. I told you not to be nervous about the Giants game. You were nervous about the Giants I game. I was nervous about the Giants. And game. now you're sitting here not nervous at all about the 49ers. I'm telling you to be nervous about the 49ers. You need to start <laughs> listening. I told you the Eagles were gonna win the division at the beginning of the year. You didn't think they were. I, I'm telling you right now. You need to be nervous about Sunday. You need to calm this down a little bit. Is it Saturday or Sunday? It's Sunday. It's the early game, though? In yeah. that sense. I think they change their... I think they just rotate each year. Oh, they do? I, I, I think like that's the what they did because, like, yeah, like I said, like we were the night game when we went, and that would you would think that Tom Brady, who was playing in the AFC, would have gotten the night primetime game. Yeah, that would make sense. When, 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 I know it was against Jacksonville at the time, but that's still Tom Brady usually gets it over any Eagle and Minnesota matchups. So. Right. Um, I think they just rotate it every year. I, I, I could be wrong, but that's just why I feel like they do. Well, I'm excited for you. Well, thank you. I do hate being there in the early game, though. But the good thing is, if you win, you get to spend the rest of the night watching the late game. It's like house money. Like, you're just excited. You want to find out who you can play. Like, that's going to be fun. It's like winning an early game in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I'll be watching because against me, one of my best friends is a Bengals fan. You know, I'll be watching. And I'll be rooting for them regardless whether we win or not. I'd rather see the bingo. I mean, nothing against Papa. I love you, dude. I mean, you owe me like 42 years of child support, but uh, it, but you, you've also got your ring. Yeah. By the way, I listened to the, somebody sent in the segment of Nick Coffee talking about the Eve's beard stuff, and it's... it's Like, Coffee talking or Eve's talking? Well, Coffee's talking and playing clips from Eve's and beard in their show. That's what you were listening to? Yeah, they do. They got every single name wrong. Like who? Like names like recruits or names on the team? They were talking about the grad transfers that Mac brought in, and they said Christian Cunningham, which was, was Kristen. They said Fresh Kimba. First of all, in fairness, I probably would screw that one up. I still screw that one up too. Well, again, we, you're you're we we know how your history with names. We're fine with that. They said Fresh Kimba. Uh, they said yeah, that one's bad. Khalid Jones. Khalid. Khalid. I even I know that one. Come on. And then Quentin. Uh, Okay, who also was not a grad transfer. I was gonna say he was a rookie. (laughs) And then it was they straight up says they straight up said Roosevelt Wheeler couldn't play at Simmons College was the player that they identified, which is I'm sorry, it's absurd. The only maybe a skill level I can argue that, but the fact he's six six eleven tells me I promise you he would dominate the Simmons College. It's not a question. There's nobody. I guarantee they have no one bigger than six foot six there. It's it's not a question. I mean, we played Simmons a couple years ago, and it's. It's like a different sport. Like it's. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, if you got a seven foot guy, you're going to dominate at Simmons College. If you're good at basketball, you're going to dominate. If you're a D1 player, you're going to dominate at any position at Simmons College. I'm sorry, you are. 
Uh, 502-414-1450 is Thornton Sexton if you want to weigh in. Brings up a debate whether he's really the one player or not. <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Kenny Payne had his radio call this week, the ACC media conference call. He was on after, I think, um, Jim Laranega talked. They switched up the times a little bit. People got a little bit confused. He gave an update real quickly on Brandon Huntley Hanfield, which was kind of a non-update. This he's been day to day for like a week and a half now. We keep every time he talks, he's like, "We're going to find out sometime when, when he's going to be back." And then the next time we hear from Kenny Payne, we don't hear about. Andy Brandon went. Huntley he just Hanfield. went out of nowhere, right? Like it wasn't like it's, wasn't foot injury. Like, yeah, practice. Like apparently. an hour before the game is when we finally found out he wasn't going to play against North Carolina. Well, it wasn't fine. Like we didn't know an injury had happened. Like they just yeah, yeah. So I'm saying we didn't. But that's even not know. abnormal. Like that's I guess coaches I mean, will keep that. Like that I get that email all the time before games where it's like, by the way, tonight so and so is not playing because they, yeah, I didn't know they you got texted hurt. me that day. You're, you're okay, by the way. So-and-so's yeah, playing. he's so no real update there. We're still up in the air as far as what his status is. He did talk though about Emmanuel Okorafor, who had his first practice with the team after getting on campus late last week. He's eligible to play. Wednesday against Boston College, we could see him there. And Payne was asked straight up, like, when are we potentially going to see this new toy to play with, this, this new member of the, the basketball team? This man is going to save our, our season. This this man who's single-handedly going to Kelly Leak this season up, uh, Adam Banks this season up, turn things around, make us the best team in the ACC. Payne said, I want him comfortable. I want him to feel good about knowing all the plays that we have. Knowing exactly what don't laugh. Knowing exactly what I'm we're doing, <laughs> our defensive schemes and our offensive stuff, so that he can play basketball without thinking. Our kids on the team don't know those things. Okay, <laughs> come on. Do let's we just, even know what? They let's are? just get through this. <laughs> he went on to say, "What NBA Africa is doing for young kids throughout the continent is second to none. I'm sure a lot of other universities they have been doing it, but more will be trying to target these kids. They do a great job of educating them and putting them in an educational system to be eligible to go to college. They do a great job of mentoring. They do a great job of developing. And then going on to talk about you know, Okorafor specifically, is there a chance of him redshirting? Are we definitely going to see him this year? He said, again, a lot of it will depend on how he feels and how I feel about where he is. I don't want to waste any of his time. But if he can come in and help us and get more comfortable with college basketball, that's an option for him. Pity started Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, Payne went on to say, I'm trying to get him comfortable with my philosophy of how I want the bigs to play and then why I want him to play that way. Our workouts are geared toward that. A bunch of movement, a bunch of conditioning, a bunch of reaction stuff offensively and defensively. Just getting him acclimated and comfortable on the court and comfortable off the court, comfortable with the food that he eats. He's a Nigerian kid, and we have a couple of Nigerian restaurants that we're going to start taking him to. We're gathering everything that we can to make his life as comfortable as we can. Well, then McDonald's in Nigeria? I don't know. <laughs> I, could, I mean, I got two to one since they had at least have sort of like a Burger King or something there, right? I, I'm not sure. I don't. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> It sounds like he probably prefers the Nigerian cuisine. <laughs> He's never had Taco Bell. Last thing Payne said was Emmanuel's the type of player that wants to please. He's a giver. His energy is unbelievable. From day one that he did his first workout to his first practice and to his second practice, you can see him bring a fight, a determination, a focus to it. I called him last night at 12 o'clock and asked, what are you doing, kid? And he said, I'm studying the plays. That's the type of person that he is. That's what he's bringing, a professionalism to this team that we need. You're damn right. I mean, I mean. What would he really say when he called him at midnight? What are you doing, kid? I'm doing, have you ever had this who place is this? called IHOP? <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, telling me I can go at midnight and get pancakes? He's like, they're having some sort of girl party. Kenny's like, oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. He is a giver. I mean, he gave us he gave us the practice off from running right on the first day. He did. I I'm kind of let's say just for the sake of saying that this kid is somebody who can legitimately help us this season. I mean, I'm not expecting it. I'm not either. I, I don't think anybody really. We, we're making I think jokes. There are some, but I yeah. mean, hell, like there's a difference between helping us and like significantly helping us, making us more than what we've been up to this point in the season. But let's say that he is, just for the sake of this argument. You have to redshirt him then, right? Like, you, you want to keep four years of... You don't want to waste his eligibility for a month and a half of... No, no, I got to get some wins. <laughs> if you're Kenny Payne, yeah. But if you're thinking big picture... Because all Payne is preaching right now is this is a process, like big picture, be patient. If this kid is somebody who three or four years from now could help you go from being Sweet 16 good to Final Four good if he continues to develop, would you want to waste that to go from being two-win good to four-win good? It's not really going... I, I, the thing is, though, if you don't do that, then you're not going to be the one enjoying the the, the fruits of the, the weight in three years. The guy who replaced you probably is. I don't think going from two wins to four wins is going to affect Kenny Payne's job security that much. I heard I, it. Well, I don't think it can help it significantly. That's going. I mean, are we? Does going, it hurt? Are you going to be like, you know what? I was down on pain, but then he beat Georgia Tech in, in Boston College and took us from two to four wins. We'll see. It just seems like it's an attempt to people please. If you do, if he's if he's that good, are you going to waste him for five weeks of what's still probably going to be losing basketball? I think you've got a red shirt. It depends what your perspective of waste is. I mean, is it really wasting? It's him a full year of eligibility gone for a season that's already lost and that you're only playing 35% of, 30, I mean, 30, 30% of. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I say just get him out there. Let, let's see what he can do. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I know, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's been a half a season, but I mean, I mean, we wasted a year for J.J. Trainer last year to begin with, and I mean, broke, I mean, well, he's a junior, so that was that was his sophomore season. But yeah, and his whole he should be and he's playing this year as if he's a sophomore because he wasted an entire year with learning nothing last season. And I don't he, really understand your point. Like, like why would you if, if this guy is just he's gonna have four years? I mean, just you can use one up. It's okay. <laughs> it's not not the most compelling argument in the world, but okay. It's like yeah, we I mean, I don't get where we. I mean, I also well, I just also don't see where you, like you want to. I mean, you just want to put him on his red this year, not use him at all. Well, yeah. I mean, save the year of eligibility if he's good. If he, if he's that good, if he's a whatever player, then what are we doing here anyway? But like, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't see where 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 we as Louisville right now, where we're at as a program, in terms of talent, win total, and, and everything under the sun, can be like, well, we've got this kid that's good, but we're gonna hold off on him and use him, save him for another year. Well, this is the perfect time for that philosophy. This is more appropriate than anything else because the season does not matter. We're two and seventeen. If we were playing the kid, in this case, why well, we we could just, I mean, just take lands and redshirt him now. I mean, well, because he's played every game this season. Well, maybe I mean, I don't know. Maybe Reed. Maybe don't we play him anymore? They've all redshirt. Trevor. They, all those guys that you're talking about have already played. This kid is he's the only player on the roster who we can possibly redshirt because he has not played in a game. Why doesn't basketball have the same rules as football ones? Either? I don't know. But the argument is, I mean, if he's good, like you're wasting an entire year for we have 12 games left this season, and the season's already like this. You're not going to accomplish anything unless you win the ACC tournament that people are going to really remember other than this being just a woeful season. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it strikes me as people-pleasing if you're just throwing him out there, but 
It's up to Kenny Pitt. I don't. I just. I don't see any reason why you would hold anybody back at this point. Well, the reason is you get a full extra year of him if you do. If you do, just put him out there now. Get half season out of him. But why? Because we need it to go from two. For all we know he needs it to go from two to five wins. I mean, it's not going to hurt him to get it. Just even though he's going to play playing half year to get his feet wet and get out there and get to see what we can we can do in real competition, opposed to. Just sitting in practice for a whole. Rest well, of, of the course, game. but again, you're using like. If that's the case, then you're losing should, a whole year of eligibility. If you, if you weren't going to do that, then why even bring him in? Let him. Why not let him finish playing in Nigeria for the rest of the year? Well, to get him acclimated, it's like an early enrollee mm. in high school. I mean, like to your argument, done that. That's like season. saying like an offensive guard, like just throw him out there. Like who, we're not going to need him in five years. Like just get him out there, just play him. Like it doesn't make much sense. I mean, I just I don't, I, there's no reason to think four years ahead of time right now, especially in, in, in a world that we're now with the transfer portal and everything. There's no reason to think that far ahead to me. Well. I say get him out there. If he can play, he can play. Let's get him out there. There it is. <laughs> there's there's the argument. Get him out there. Get him out there. Um, you just want to hold him out and, and sit him. and If he's really good, yeah. I mean, if he's not, then sure, it doesn't matter. But if he's somebody that can help us four years like, from how now. good? Yeah. I mean, like. A good, really good college player. Like, it's like saying if we had, you know, let's say Peyton Seed had joined the team in the end of 09, like, well, could he help us? Well, we, we wouldn't have had him for 2013 if we used that eligibility. I mean, in that case, we should have redshirted Seed as freshman year because he didn't impact us at all. Well, he was a, you know, I mean, he was played big minutes on a team that made the NCAA tournament. Like, what, he averaged like 10 minutes a game at the most? More than that. I don't know. He played like 15. He was behind Negro Sosa, but he played a decent amount. He had a couple of big games. He was, he was fine. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Hit us up uh, on your thoughts on this or, or anything else. We, we, we talked about the women's team already. We talked a, a lot of NFL talk. We discussed Shannon Sharp being ridiculous. We discussed uh, the basketball team. Now you guys can take control of her for the last 25 minutes or so. Um, Texture says... That's 5 o'clock hour. Already. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Good Lord, where have I been all this last time? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was still 4 o'clock for some reason. Texture says, Trevor, two questions. Sure. Have you gotten into the Rip It yet? Second, I'm a Cowboys fan, so just curious. What does GM Trevor do with Prescott, McCarthy, and Elliott? I'm all in on getting Rodgers to Dallas. Uh, Prescott, there's not much you can do because you gave him a big contract. So you're kind of SLL on that one, guys. Uh, McCarthy should have fired him five minutes after you hired him. The guy, I mean, the, McCarthy's just a walking buffoon. He has no business being a head coach in the NFL. That, there's your biggest problem. And it doesn't seem like uh, Jerry Jones wants to let him go right now. So, uh, you're not getting Rodgers. You're just, you can give that up probably. I mean, I granted Rodgers is, I mean, because Rodgers is prime. The fact he won a Super Bowl with McCarthy as coach brings him up like two more notches in the greatest quarterbacks of all time opinion for me. That's how bad I think of Mike McCarthy as a coach. He wasted, he literally wasted pretty much all of Aaron Rodgers' career with him. He is so bad. And he's wasting the last couple years of Dak Prescott. And that's what he's, that's, he's just, he's a bad coach. That's, that's my advice to you. Get rid of him. Texas, why is Kenny Payne calling our players at midnight? Why well, won't he let our players sleep? That's a very good point. It him. did strike me did as Mike odd. Did James not answer the call? It did, it did strike me as very, very strange. Like, also, what was the first part of the question? He said, what is Rip It? Did he ask? Yeah, which, Rip It. What is, is that, is that the soda I got sent? So I guess. I, okay, so I went, I went to the studio on to the big Friday, X, right? yeah. And there's the box, and the thing is, Heavy, by the way, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Okay." So I put it in the back seat. I didn't. I didn't open it until I got home uh, yesterday. Actually, I was up there, and I brought it home last night. And I opened it up. And I guess yeah, it looked like it looks like it's a case of uh, 
of, of, of energy drink. I've never been a big energy drink guy, though. That's the, the guy texted in talking about he was going to give it to you and Scoots last week. Yeah, he said, I'm, i got to get some to Scoots in. But I, I, I opened it up, and uh, if, I appreciate it. I'll give it a shot. I haven't drank it yet. I didn't drink any last night, but um, I'll give it a try. I'll give anything a go. Tim Peppy. That's what the man needs. So uh, if that was you that sent it, despite you being a Cowboys fan, you seem like a nice guy. You might want to work on that part, though. That's that's a big that's a big knock on your personality. Texas Trevor's trying to argue that he's a true Eagles fan, while the only names that he could immediately recall were the most generic Philly cheesesteak options. How does that? Def- People are coming after your Eagles fan. Okay, though. first of all, you're you're arguing against me being an Eagle, a Philadelphia native, not an Eagles fan. Right. There's those are two completely different things. I agree with you. I'm on your I'm on your side here. I mean, you want me to go through Eagles history with you? Bring it. I mean. Hell, I can probably name more about what your favorite team is than you can about your own team. Texas, have you had that song, Bring on the Deadpool and Rob McElhenney, song stuck in your head since finished? Yes, absolutely. It's it's always is stuck in a, my head. That's something from the... I, I love soccer cheers. Like they, they, oh, I agree. They have cheers for every player. It's yeah. un, like A lot of times they have... Except when the Queen dies. Well, that was bad. <laughs> that, that was, was just the Irish fans. <laughs> that was just the Irish. <laughs> you know we're Irish, right? <laughs> no one would give as much as a penny. Bring on the Deadpool. I don't, and Rob McElhenney. <laughs> I mean, if anything, just watch Ted Lasso and enjoy all the cheers. It's they're great, yeah, and they're just like that. <laughs> he's there, he's there, he's, he's every bleeping where Roy can. The the one that we watched last night, because Mary's watching it now. They have there's a cheer that they do for like their best player, and he's like like he wears the red and white. He's bleeping dynamite, but they say the f word, and like a, a, they're having like this big send off before the team goes to a big match, and these like four kids are singing it to him, and he's like. <laughs> It's like, is your parents okay with you saying that? And they're like, no, no, no. I was like, it's it's wonderful. They just it's fine over there. I feel like there's, there's a great scene in road trip where they're on the bus and they wake up drunk with the Manchester Club, <laughs> yeah. and the the, the the sidekick guy's like, you people are on a whole different level of swearing than we are. <laughs> like that's how I feel about the fans. They are too. like the, 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 the chanting and the. I mean, by the way, it's a great scene. Though, where they go, he's wearing a. a a, a, a Paris kit. Let's get him, guys. <laughs> uh, by the way, Scoots texted it in. He said, Scoots is strictly a Red Bull guy, but I'm I'm going to give it a whirl. There you go. Uh, you have to, I've got him at my house now, Scoots. you got to come get him. Feel better, Scoots. I've never – Red Bull never did it. For, I always thought Red Bull was disgusting tasting. I liked it back when I was – I'd mix it with vodka drinking. in yeah, college. That was – yeah. Red Bull vodka is a nice drink. It's, it's, fine. Fine. it's fine. Which that was always weird to me, too. It's like – you were. Alcohol is like to, to mellow you out. You're mixing it with something to get you hyper. I mean, well, if you're like out at the club bar, like it's one a.m. and you'll pick me up, you don't want to go home. You said it was a nice little. Always got the job Back done. Back in my day, we used to coke for that. Well, <laughs> I've got no response to that. <laughs> Apparently, Nick Arcade is the game that you were the video game show that you were thinking of on. Oh, Nickelodeon. was that what it was? Okay, a couple other people said that. I knew the text line would help me out on that. They they, they do they do what you can't. That's true. Wait, Field 75 <laughs> questions in five minutes. <laughs> Texas, don't worry, Trevor. Mattress Mac is having a much worse time than guarantees than us. Yeah, he's Mattress Mac cannot cash a bet. That's the the, the guy that bets way too much money on right, like millions right? of dollars on every. Yeah, he bet TCU straight up <laughs> with, for like five million dollars or whatever. He also got into a fight. Did some he? Game. Yeah, someone was going after Mattress Mac. Texas, what's worrisome about? Eves and Beards and their comments is that they probably got the transfer argument from Payne, considering how close they are, and that to me is really worrisome because you have you have to hit the transfer market to be successful in college basketball today. Well, let's not. I mean, if, if Kenny Payne is right now considering not bringing on transfers in the transfer portal, 
one, we may not have a team next year, so that's this whole argument will be. We may be, we may have to go get some kids from Simmons College. I mean, we're just gonna get, yeah, we, we may. I mean, seriously, like it, it, everybody's talking about what we look like three or four years down the line. If surely to God, we couldn't keep Kenny Payne if we go like four and twenty-eight in back-to-back seasons, which will happen if we're not successful in the transfer portal next year. There's there's no way around it. If he is, in fact, like relaying this message to those guys and being like, that's why we're, we're yeah, it's concerning. I'm choosing to believe that that's not what's happening because I don't buy the argument and I would hope that the head coach right now isn't, that's not what he believes either because it's just, it doesn't make any sense. But I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Texas, someone asked Beard and Eves if everything is exactly the same with pain, recruiting record, et cetera. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not reading. I'm not. I'm not getting into this. It's kind of confusing what you're asking, anyway. It's yeah. It, it continues. We're not. We can move on from the Eves and Beard stuff. Um, I'm okay with that. Thank you. <laughs> I can't because I got to because one, my grandmother loved Drees because she taught him in grade school. He went to yeah went to high school with and my mom, she, and she would be very upset if she like heard me like being honest about what I think about Drees right now. I, I like. I've met Jerry. We worked in the same building. I ran never, into him a few I've times. I've never met him. I don't know. He so. was super nice. Like I, I never had a problem with him. I mean, we can disagree. I would hope we could keep it civil, but apparently you can't keep anything civil these days. It's just it's all out of control. <laughs> Texter says, it's a picture of Summer Sanders wearing a Eric Wood uniform. This okay. is perfect. She's, she's going to reverse the curse. <laughs> the only thing is we have to get her to pick a, a UofL win. Do we need to like make a Twitter account that says I hate Mark Sanders having the global stuff all over it? We love Mark Sanders. We don't like Mark Summers. Mark Summers, yeah. Who's Mark Sanders? There was, uh, Mark Sanders played football for you, didn't he? Is that what it was? Okay. Or Matt Sanders. <laughs> Matt, Matt Sanders. Someone's a guy driving going, what the hell I do to you, Trevor? Yeah. <laughs> Texas, I mean, everyone swung at the, the, the ball on the tee there when it Kenny Payne's quote about learning the plays and getting the offense. Like it's it's the same jo- <laughs> it's the same variation of the joke like seven times on here. You all congrats, you all you all win. Um Texas says, with the transfer portal, is there any reason to redshirt anyone anymore? I saw I kind of agree with that. Short of medical. Yeah, I mean I guess that does change things a decent also, amount. I don't I wonder why there's no like weird like wrinkle in the rule for basketball. When like they do it with football, there was. I don't think there is anymore. It used to be it was it, like percentage of the season. Exactly. Right? Yeah. The, the rule was it was like if you've played in more than like it was low. It was like five percent of games or something. Yeah. So basically, if you played in like three, four games, you were done. But I don't know if they even have that anymore. I know it changed. I can't tell you exactly what the rule is. I mean, I, yeah, because I mean, with so many games opposed to football, like football, it's easy. You can say the four game thing. But basketball, I don't know if you do that with, with the amount of excessive, excessive amount of games over that. So, I guess minutes played might be something I would, yeah, consider. I mean, like under, like you said, a percentage of this. I mean, I don't know the season. I don't know, but averaging less than ten minutes, averaging less than five minutes a game or something in five games or something, I don't know. Maybe some. Texas, this dude is about to is about to start looking like the next Sidney Curry as soon as he discovers American food. I hope so. <laughs> I wonder if that Jerry food's any good. I don't know if I've ever had it. I, I don't think I, I feel have. it to be spicy. <laughs> then again, I think of every like exotic food spice is spicy. <laughs> got, they've got flavor. <laughs> they've got flavor. It's like, like it doesn't matter what country except for maybe Ireland that you'd be like, oh, this is Irish food. Any other country, I'm probably like, is it spicy? 
Texas Kenny needs any positivity right now to win some fans back. I think the problem is, again, barring some insane run here, we've got 12 games left. Barring us going like seven and five or eight and four down the stretch or having a deep run in the ACC tournament, any fan that's off right now, like the fans who are the most upset with this, the fans who are saying he doesn't shouldn't get a second year, or that we're going to get a second year, but that's going to be it, or I guarantee it's going to fail, you're not going to win them back by going. You know, six and, and and twenty-six. No, but you're again, it doesn't hurt. And and any little bit's gonna help with the progression of this team. Like you're going to convince maybe some of them, possibly even you and I will be more positive going into next season if this team does end on a more positive note, seeing progression, especially maybe impactful play from a guy like uh O Okofer? A Corafor. I mean, I mean, I. I mean, I'm said, a like, for I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think that somebody who's very upset with if this team goes three and twenty nine is going to be okay if they go six and twenty six. Like, I, I just don't think that there's much you can do at this point outside of again having like a, a crazy run that nobody sees coming. Whether you're pro Kenny Payne or uh, you know worry well, about you're, Kenny you're going Payne. to the extreme of being okay with the team. I'm talking about meeting half going fade that back. And you're going to feel more comfortable about going forward next year if you have six wins and three wins. I mean, that's I, almost it's really no, it's a negligible difference to me. See, I disagree. You think winning six games is going to you're going to be you're going to be more confident than if we like how many games do we have left in the season? Seven, twelve, twelve. If we win, if we if we win four of those twelve, yes, that makes me feel more comfortable going into next season than if we win two. Than if we win two, yeah, I think it's two different. for the whole year. I. Like my overall outlook doesn't change with that. It, it, I'm sorry, it doesn't. I wish it did. Right. But if we are a four and sixteen team in the ACC, and that's where I think. I mean, I mean, that's that's fine. But I think I disagree with you when you think that other people are on more to you than yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but I that's that's what I think. I, I mean, I, I don't think that you're going to see people who are right now very upset about things because we're two and seventeen who are like, you know, I'm willing to give the guy a chance because does, we're six and twenty six. Now, does the win, the, the, the opponent matter in this situation? Say we win four out of four out of, of our next twelve, and one of those is against Duke. No, I mean it doesn't matter. I mean the opponent doesn't matter. We're, I mean, we're talking about the, uh, fans accepting a six and twenty six season. No, this is regardless. It, it's well, the mean, worst we, season in the history of the program by yeah, a wide I mean, margin. That, that's a given. There's nothing we can change about. Well, that's that. what I'm saying. Is that I don't think you're going to be people who are like. But you can feel better going. You can still make progress going into next season. And feel better about it than, I mean, than just not doing anything from this point on. I mean, we just keep losing the way we're losing. Yeah, but I mean, if anything, again, I say negligible. Like, I don't think it, it changes like the overall thing. I, I don't. I mean, either way, it's the worst season we've ever had. It's the worst season in the history of the program. We're just talking about, is it better to, do you feel better if you lose by 50 than if you lose by 60? Yeah, a little bit, but not enough for it really to make a difference. Like, I don't think it's going to change. Anybody who thinks that Kenny Payne's not the guy right now, I don't think they're going to be swayed by winning four games the rest of the season as opposed to two. I, I don't. I mean, to me, it's just in a food analogy. It's like we're eating the worst steak, but at least this way I can add a little A1 to it and make it taste a little better at the end. Ooh, people, you're gonna have, now you got the food. He's going to be on your ass. Which, by the way, I don't put steak sauce in my steak to begin with. People are they're flipping out. Texan's going to blow up for um, that one. I mean, I just used it as a comparison. Putting ketchup on a fry, okay? Whatever, whatever tickles your fancy. I'm with you. And but I, don't put ketchup on a steak. Don't do that. Please don't. I mean. <laughs> Texas, let's be honest. Trevor just wants uh, Kenny Payne to play this guy so he can win his bet. He always has an agenda. 
Well, you said that. Outright. I mean, that helps. Like, yeah, that's I mean, why I'm he cares. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to like deny it. What did Eastern Michigan do this weekend, by the way? But the fact is, is that winning Louisville winning games is good for everyone, not just myself financially. Eastern Michigan lost. Thank God, that was a big one. Oof. Oof, they lost by 21. Thank goodness. They're really bad. I know. They are now projected to lose out. With four wins. This may be a 4-2 bet. Or may end 4-4. It's like watching the Twins and Braves in the World Series over here. I'll be perfectly honest. A stalemate is probably the most fitting ending to this bet. It's the most just depressing bet ever in sports history. It's the worst bet. And it's $500. It's not a small bet. <laughs> no, it's not. If both these teams win four games, I feel like that. Well, then it comes down to the, because you guys once again said that it comes down to the conference tournaments. If Louisville could beat like, Notre Dame on ACC Tournament Tuesday, that could win you $500. It could be the most hyped-up ACC Tournament Tuesday <laughs> 230 game that you've ever seen in your entire life. I feel like, I feel like I'd be like the end of Silver Lo- pl- silver uh, Playbook when they're all going nuts over getting a five on the dance it's contest. Exactly, it's exactly. It's perfect. And they're like, why are so excited about getting a beating Georgia Tech in a, in a Tuesday matchup? <laughs> now, let me tell you the other thing that works in your favor. And we, I, we have not discussed this since the bet was made. Only eight teams make the MAC tournament. Oh, and now I'm guaranteed there's more than eight teams in the, in the MAC, right? I think there's twelve. Oh wow, that's a that's a big drop off, by the way. Hold on, real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's twelve. Eastern Michigan is not making the MAC tournament. They're, oh, sponsor, they're not the yeah. They're the one of the four. Where, they've got to be last, right? They're tied for last with Miami of Ohio. Okay, but they're, but, but they're the worst team in the league. Yeah. They're, they're the worst team in the league. They're not going to get in the top eight. If it does, if it does wind up being four four, you're gonna get one chance at this to win right now. This could be you could be like Eagles Super Bowl one month and then a month later, fifteen versus ten ACC tournament game much with ex- just as much on the line, <laughs> more financially for you. It could pay for part of your Super Bowl trip potentially. Well, I'd already been, but yeah, this could be a big deal. It could be a big deal. <laughs> Um. All right. Take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show. Take more text from you guys. Go to a bar, and like the only two of us are doing, like going nuts over this. We're thing. on air, yeah. flipping out. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. If you got uh, lingering thoughts, let us know. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about tonight's games in college basketball. Make some picks and wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continue next here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Knocked up nine months ago. And when she finna have, she don't know. She want Neo Soul, cause she'll hop his own. She don't want no rock and roll. She want platinum or ice and gold. She want a whole lot of sun to fall. If you were obstacles, you just drop your cold. Stop the show, little Mary's bad. In these streets, she done ran. Ever since when the heat began, I told a girl look here, calm down, I'ma hold your hand to enable you to beat the plane, cause you was quick to learn. And we can make money to burn if you allow me to lay this game. I don't ask for much, but enough room to spread my way. And the world finna know my name. I don't ask for much these days. I 
sit and watch it grow roots stand and where I'm at. Fertilize another behind my lover's back. And I'm keeping my secrets mine. I push my seat in the bush. Can I say that on editing? They edited it out, yeah. Metaphor. Well, pretty obvious metaphor. <laughs> it's not literal. We're talking about songwriting. Uh, I, <laughs> I love the roots. I did this probably in this. I mean, my two favorite root songs I played today. How I got over and then uh, this. Or, but ran I just, out of Philly stuff. Say pretty, what? Ran out of Philly stuff pretty quickly there. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty for Philly has played offer. I thought you could have done. Well, you did Will Smith. I mean, I could have gone Will Smith. I could have gone All Hall Notes. I've got Amos Lee. I've got... Uh, you just doubled up on the Roots. Roots. I mean, yeah, Roots gets double, though, because Roots are awesome. I'm fine with that. Boys to Men got one in there. Who am I forgetting from Philly? Those are the ones that are like my, my go-tos. There's somebody I'm forgetting that's big, too, from there, I think. Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky, yeah. That's right. Big Eagles fan. He's big Eagles fan, big Sixers fan. Yeah. He's, he was a I think he guaranteed a win over the 49ers on Twitter. He was Dude. very He was very confident. By the way, I looked up the NFL team defense since you're right. The the website was NFL website. I don't know if it was wonky. The Niners do lead in scoring defense and they're second in rush defense. Okay. But the Eagles do have the number one pass defense. Thank you. 179.8 yards per per game, just ahead of the Saints. To lead the league in rushing and passing and scoring, uh, again, it's happened, I think, four times in the history. It was the 85 Bears, the 90 Eagles, and the 2001 Ravens are three of the four, I believe. Now, they do lead well, in— Ironically, the Eagles is the only one of that group that didn't even make a playoffs. Really? I'd, we went 10-6 and six and didn't make the playoffs while leading by having that defense. They do lead in total defense, narrowly over the Eagles. Yeah, I believe that, yeah. Just by a yard and a half. But we are number one in pass, and like, we're, what, like 11th in rush or something? Um, 10th in rush, 9th in rush. We're in, we're in that near top 10 area, I know that. You are 24th in rush. That must because we we took a hit a couple times then. Yeah, I don't know how we're that low. Yeah, rush defense is not looking good. It's well, I'm not worried about it. He's not worried about folks. I mean, I I mean, I'm assuming you're supremely confident about this game. Well, I'm very confident about our defense. There you go. I mean, we're Philly. It's the defensive town, baby. Don't mess with us. We'll throw batteries at you. We booed Santa Claus. (laughs) People don't forget that was on Jewish Appreciation Day, though. I think people remember the story. <laughs> it doesn't get up. It gets overblown. It does. Like the battery one. Now that's that, that was from the body bag game, where we we injured so many Redskins that they they just end up calling it the body bag game. Yeah, and that was the game people start throwing batteries on, on the field at people. Yeah. Uh, one note to get to that we haven't gotten to yet today. The new we, we like to make fun of the fact that there are at least what twenty seven polls in college baseball. Oh yeah, at minimum. We've had four now come out with their preseason rankings. Louisville has its highest ranking, which means this is the best poll, uh, came out today. <laughs> Baseball America came out with their preseason top 25. They've got Louisville at number five. Okay. Top five team. We've now had five, six, seven, and 16 in the four rankings. The 16 one is clearly the worst. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't even follow college baseball. Baseball America knows more than anybody. Their poll, by the way, if you're wondering, the top four, they've got LSU number one, Tennessee number two, Florida number three, Stanford number four, Cards are the highest-ranked ACC team, checking in at number five. I always kind of go with Baseball America anyway. They're the best. That's, I mean, I, I think I forget his, I can't remember his name. Now. I used to have a writer from them come on. Used to come on uh, Renshaw sometimes and talk college baseball. It was I forget who it was now off the top of my head. No, they're the best because they got us at number five. They were always the best. That's all that matters. Yeah. It's it's America. It's baseball. It's no website. You know what they're <laughs> talking a about. That's clever name. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. If you got thoughts you want to get in before the end of today's show. 
Do it now. We'll take some text from you guys, and then we'll talk a little bit about tonight's Big Monday games. Big Monday's back. Hakuna Monday. Raw's triple X. Raw is triple X. Which, uh, by the way, I had to look You keep saying th- that. I don't know what that means. Because well, it's supposed to be Raw. It's turning 30. They can't say war? Well, no. They're, no, they're just saying it because oh, well, it's, it's 30. They, it's, yeah. I thought it was like they're blanking, they no, kept they're blanking no, out the just, letters. No, this is just this, them just being cute. I got you. And the first thing I thought of when I think you asked me this was like about the anniversary of it. I thought, well, I, it could have been 30 years, but WB likes to play fast and loose with their history to make things work out in the narrative for them. You know how you know Ric Flair has 16 net titles, even though he's got like 28, really. Oh, and, and all the little, you know, they'll they'll change timelines for like he's the longest running so and so. They'll they'll just alter it and hope nobody even pays attention to it. So I thought about that. I was like, because it 30 years sounds about right, but I was like, I wonder if it lands on this anniversary. So I had to look it up. Raw did come out. Technically, this is their 31st season because okay. Raw started in January, though. Um, so they're already one a year behind on this. And two, the, the show actually debuted like three weeks ago on the, uh, in 1993. Mm. And apparently, you know, they couldn't do it then because they didn't want to get just beat out by the football, college football. Sure. So they were like, oh, you know what? We'll just wait three weeks and now say it's our anniversary when we have no competition tonight. It's not dumb. No, they're going to bring out all the old nostalgia names. So their ratings... I want to say they did like a 1.4 against the college football game, which is bad. I remember it being bad. We looked. It's I think we talked bad. About it, yeah. yeah, anything below two is really bad for Raw. Uh, so yeah, they'll they'll probably. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked, if, especially the first segment when they come out big with the. They'll probably bring Hogan and Taker and whatever. You know, they'll they'll bring people out. It should do a decent rating. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll flip over to it for a minute tonight, maybe, but I'm not going to watch it religiously. You hate Raw. I just not. W just doesn't do it for me. He's done. I mean, he's not a Vince guy anymore. <laughs> Nobody is really. <laughs> uh, all right, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That is the Thornton's the text. text line. Texter says Trevor not understanding the red shirting rules is as shocking as him not eating salads. He understands them. You didn't even. What are you talking about? You weren't. You weren't even confused about the college basketball red shirt. Yeah, I don't know what. I, I don't know what it is as far as the percentage you can play. I don't think it is a rule anymore. See, but they used to have it. So yeah, there's there's no reason to have confusion. Texas, with the way the transfer portal works now, I say use them while we have them. Let somebody else worry about the back end of his career. Yeah, use it or lose it, man. Well. <laughs> <laughs> is it true if you use it, you lose it? Is that a serious question? No. <laughs> Texas says... What a great scene, by the way. <laughs> Texas says reverse it. Robbie Valentine, Margot Robbie. I have no idea what that means. Robbie... Okay. Wait, no what? idea. I have no idea. The text line. Did awesome. Robbie Valentine like curse us in some way? I have no idea. What poor Robbie Valentine. Do you ever be the human cigar? I like Robbie. <laughs> Texas. If any non-celebrity acted the way that Shannon Sharp did, LeBron would give him his sanctimonious speeches about fan decorum towards NBA players. I mean, LeBron would have had him thrown out. Well, apparently Shannon was defending LeBron, which is why LeBron's all about it. Like that's the whole thing. He was yeah, because because if if you say something bad to LeBron, he'll throw you out. Look at the look, the Pacers fans going to agree to that. Because he was courtside in L.A., Sorry, and it was LeBron. Dylan Brooks had gone after LeBron or something, and Shannon was defending his brother and all that. That was the way it was. It was absurd. Like you you should not be allowed to. Anybody else would have been thrown out of the game. Yeah, sit down. Yeah, yeah. If you're a Pacers fan, all you got to do is say LeBron sucks, and you get thrown out for that. Silly. Uh, Scoots is upset that you have Scoots. Why are you t- you have Trevor's number? Why why is Scoots texting the text line? <laughs> well, same reason why TJ texts him from the text line he's to, like, to comfort him when he's feeling bad, <laughs> which is the most recent still on our text line. Don't worry about it from TJ. I'm like just t- you guys have each other's numbers. <laughs> Scoots says I have to go to Casa to Kelsey to get it. I'm out. 
first of all, whoa. God forbid you drive over like to you know the better part of the of the area, which is Kentucky. On the I went to Scoot's house not recently. Okay, that dude lives out in the middle of nowhere. He's been to my house. I got equipment one time. I went to his house a couple weeks ago the first time. He like said, and like I'm to be I almost got lost. The best part was was I was I pulled up and I was I pulled up to him. I go, well, you got a, at least you got a Starbucks over there at the end of the street. He goes, that's not a, you read it wrong. It's not Starbucks. It's like Starland. <laughs> I'm like, you got a generic ripoff coffee place over here. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. He's like, no, you just read it right. Like, it looks, when you look at it, it looks like Starbucks, but they just call it Starland. Like he's got McDowell's instead of McDonald's in his area. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have peppermint mocha. We have mocha with peppermint. <laughs> Texas, what TK is trying to say but not saying it, he doesn't think that either KP or this guy will be here in two seasons, and we as fans are just looking for short-term entertainment by seeing what this kid can do. And if KP doesn't go portaling, I'd officially call him a UK Cal plan. He's got to. He's got to. I'm go not saying he won't be here in two years. I'm just saying there's. I mean, the, uh, there's a chance he won't be. Well, I'm not guaranteeing that, but I'm saying it's, the, the opportunity is there. the way that I, I laid out the the argument was let's assume that this guy is like a can be a potential big time difference maker, which. I'll be quite frank. I'm I'm not assuming that at this I'm point. I'm not either. I've got no idea. I'm assuming he could. He's a raw player. That I mean, if he was a big time difference maker, I think that we would have heard about him before last week. But would love to be pleasantly surprised. We'll see. Like my assumption is, like I'm fine with playing him right now. To clarify, just because I don't think he's going to make that much of a gigantic difference. I hope I'm wrong about that. I think that maybe his attitude and, and you know work ethic and all that stuff can help the culture. But as far as on court stuff, if we have a guy coming in who's been here for a week, I you know it's hard for me to see us going from zero and eight in the ACC to finishing like seven and eleven in the ACC just because of, of him. But who knows? Maybe Adam Banks effect. Texas says cake eater. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. Texas Trevor, it doesn't matter unless he wins the ACC tournament and makes the tournament. Nothing they can do this season will change anyone's outlook moving forward. I mean, if they went like eight and four down the stretch, I think it would change people's outlook. But I think so, yeah, that would also be pretty stunning at this point. I mean, they, we, you know, we win, beat Georgia Tech and Boston College, and like I said, we pull up a, a win over, you know, North Carolina or Duke at some point. You know, I think that that will help. I mean, it's always good to be more positive going into next season than negative. Texas, the only thing that four more wins change is that, is that a one armed man would have to get naked to count the total wins. <laughs> Hey, don't 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 be nice to text. One, be nice to one of our men. One of them killed Richard Kimball's wife. Texas Doctor Dog is from Philly. He is Doctor Dog. Doctor Dog. I like Doctor Dog. I'm not familiar with Doctor Dog. Singer. Okay. Texas. Did the NCAA give recognition for the 2013 championship to Louisville? I mean, it's a matter, only inevitable. It's just a matter of time. I mean, they still recognize it. They just put like a little asterisk by it. Yeah. And originally they did. I know Sports Reference puts like a line to our name. Do they really? Yeah, it's got to go a line through our name. Whatever. <laughs> Get over it. You, I, hate, you hate sports reference. I do. Your boy Stay Sayer says, uh, he's, been, he's had a lot of thoughts that I haven't, I'm just now seeing now. Uh, most of them are any good, probably. I need the entire listening audience to cheer for the 49ers. It is important that they win the NFC title because Trevor would annoy us all for an entire year. Also, this classless, the people from Philly, no shock there. And then about LeBron says, of course, Trevor hates on the GOAT. He's the, he's the, I mean, I don't know if he's a GOAT, we call him the GOAT. Best of this generation, but let's say a little bit more. But you know. Texas Captain DoorDash, you don't get to give anyone crap for not driving somewhere. 
It's kind of a fair point. Wait a minute. Say what now? You were crapping on scoots for not coming over to the the better part of the of no. Kentucky. Yeah, I'll drive to Phoenix, but I won't drive to get food. <laughs> I'll go to that game. The Super Bowl is a little different. Uh, more enticing than a Papa John's, but you know. Same, same texture says Funmi's Cafe. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. In the Gardner Lane Shopping Center is a Nigerian restaurant. It's a good food spot, but it can get quite spicy. There you go. Okay. Your, your intuition was correct. It is spicy food. Now, wasn't isn't it Ted Lasso the the one player that that that, that turns down the uh, the advertise? I forget his name. Now, the one who hooks up with the owner. Right. He's Nigerian, right? Is he? I think you're right. I think he is. And I feel like they 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 mention spicy food with him when he's go when he's like when he's in, in parts of the episode. Do they? I know he goes to the spicy food place with the the rider, Trent Cram, the independent. Um, yes, yeah, I, yeah. And he, he needs yeah, he does uh, yeah. But I don't know if that's a Nigerian place. But then no, no, I was thinking more of when he when he's being um uh when the guy the uh, the Nigerian prince guy was right. to, and he he buy he because he because he I think it's in the Ted Lasso season two he talks about he's opening a Nigerian restaurant. That's right. You exactly yeah. Right, yeah. And I want to say he mentioned something about spicy there too as well, but I he could might, be wrong. He might. Then again, it's also just me being just, you know, an idiot thinking that everything outside of, like, American food is spicy. <laughs> American food can be spicy. It can be. You're right. Texture says, I have nothing against the Bengals, but I'm rooting for them to lose so Chris Mack doesn't get the enjoyment of watching them at the Super Bowl <laughs> with the money he finessed from Louisville after quitting. <laughs> I thought everybody's just, like, now picking teams that they're rooting against. He went to last year's, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was there. People were. Yeah, I had a buddy that went to last year's, too. He got into a text fight, a Twitter fight with Mark Ennis while at the Super Bowl. I vaguely remember that. We have the weirdest sports setup right now in, in any city in America. <laughs> now you mentioned that rings that definitely rings the bell. It was over masks. He's like, yeah, because masks work, you idiot. Like they're going. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, is this yeah, happening right now? Right, like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> our basketball coach, who three weeks ago was still our basketball coach, is at the Super yeah. Bowl fighting with one of our media people on Twitter. I, I do now. I remember it. Yeah, it's quite the story. Texas says Scoots. They don't, but it's been so Scoots weird. works in Middletown. Yeah, he yeah, it's the thing. He does. He, he works at a hotel like in this side of the river. So why he can't just like swing over to my house when he gets off work one night is beyond me. Yeah. Uh, Texas says, "Hey guys, Ross here, lifelong Bengals fan. Need to do it one more time against Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. Crazy to think the Bengals could be about to pull this off again. Question though." My buddies are saying Bengals fans are obnoxious like UK fans. I mean, we've been such a bad franchise for so long. Cut us a break. Do you all agree or tell me why you don't agree? Who day? Um, I don't think they're like UK fans. It's different because no. they're, they're, they've been lovable losers for most of their existence. The thing is, is that's, that's also a bad stereotype. The, 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 in the last 20 years, the Bengals have been a better, pro, a better franchise than Probably half the teams in the NFL. Well, Trevor, like last year, they became people always. Just they started, had the longest, second they, longest. They, they had the longest losing streak. I mean, I know they had in the playoffs the, ever of any team in the NFL. Yeah, before I last mean, year's they've win. got the stigma from the '90s, and it's stinking. It's and the 2000s, on. and the past decade. Hence, though, you have teams like Washington and Miami, and that have been just ten times worse than the Bengals have been over the last twenty years. But they hadn't won a playoff. They had the longest run of futility in the playoffs before they won a game last year. They hadn't won a playoff game since the year, like, 91. And that's gone now. Because now the line— I know, but you're saying that they've been yeah, good all Yeah, but they at least years. had made the playoffs and, and posed like the Washington, who's been the one playoff in 22 years. I mean, I don't think you can say it's either hadn't Miami who won a playoff Miami, game in 30 years is not a loser. Yeah, but they, they were going to the playoffs, though. They went to, like, six straight playoffs before, but they just couldn't get over the hump. I mean, there's a. I mean, that's that's. I'd rather at least be making the playoffs than being constantly losing like these other franchises do. I mean, the Raiders. I mean, since they they lost that Super Bowl in 2001, hadn't they been to one playoff? I mean, they've been to eight playoff appearances in 32 years. Who has the Bengals? 
in la- since since 1990. Yeah, yeah, the 90s were bad, and the 2000s were pretty bad. Well, early 2000s when when Marvin Lewis came in, they I mean, circa 2005, they've been good ever since. Yeah, I mean, we're comparing them to UK. Well, that's 18 years of the last 18 years. Where have they been? Bad. No, we're, no, no, not far from it. I mean, I disagree. I, getting to the play, like 14 teams get to the playoffs. They couldn't win a game in the playoffs. That's I mean, not great. Better than, better than not making the playoffs. Well, yeah, but it's also I mean, not. the Jets have made it. In it doesn't make them like a successful franchise. I mean, the Jets are looking at a, their 13th straight year without making the playoffs. I, I'm aware, but you're saying they're better than half the NFL over that time, and I I, I don't agree. I do. I think the stats prove it. I, just, I, I think the, the problem <laughs> one, is the, one playoff game. The Bengals get a bad rep because of how bad they were in the 90s. And I don't think it's I don't think it's completely fair because they have been a better franchise. They Trevor they made but from 2010 to 2020 the next decade they went to two playoffs and won no playoff games. That's that's a 20 percent success rate. Again, they're going though. You act twice like, in ten years. That's how many not times a lot. the Lions been in the playoffs in ten years? The Lions are are again they're one of the teams so that are better. So they're Mar- not okay. better than half the teams in the NFL. Well, I mean, I would still put them above Washington. I'd put them above the Giants. Well, the Giants. The Giants won, some, won two Super Bowls. Well, no, they won since 2010. They won one. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about 30 years. We're talking about since 1990. Oh, well, all the way back to 90? Yes, that's the whole thing. Well, I mean, again, so so that one back decade is going to kill them then, or a little bit over that decade. I mean, and again, they, but if you you go said, since they have not been to six straight playoffs. You, you said go, that too, you go that's to that's since right. 2000, I guarantee that they are better than half the team. Their franchise has been better than they've half the They've got two playoff wins, two years with playoff wins. And they've made the, and they've made the, they you went. You love playoff wins, dude. Well, they've been, they went. Making the playoffs the two is decades, irrelevant. In 20 years, they went to the playoffs twice. So they're better than, I mean, does Washington even have a playoff win since, since 90? Again, Washington is one of the handful of yeah. teams that you can put them above. Who doesn't get doesn't get to crap. Miami's right there, too. I think people crap on the Dolphins all the time. The, the Jets, well, the Jets went to back-back AC title games in, in, in 10 and 11, or 9 and 10. Texas, uh, Washington has been to the playoffs five times in the last 22 years. No, they went once under, once under Gibbs when he came back, and then the one under Shannon, and that's it. I mean, we can look it up. We can look it up, yeah. Miami's been in the playoffs what once in the last twenty three years, two times maybe as well. Again, nobody's arguing that they're not like the worst team, but like technically they're not successful. Texas right by the way about the Redskins in the playoffs, the Washington team in the playoffs. When this since two thousand how many times they go? They went oh five, oh seven, twenty twelve, twenty fifteen, twenty twenty. Okay, how many playoff wins? I don't know. I mean, that's what matters, right? I mean, I making I, it's irrelevant. It's a matter whether you win or not. They weren't. They made it still more during that time span than the <laughs> Bengals did. They made uh, it really? and they won more. Yeah. Texas says, nope, Trevor's wrong. Texas says, this is the top five worst argument Trevor's made on the show, which is saying something. Dude, the fact that Bengals just get ripped for, for having the history is, is, is dumb. Texas says, Trevor may only guess he only thinks there are 10 teams in the NFL. <laughs> Texas says, now I'm mad at Mac all over again. The only thing three and a half more wins changes is that a one-armed Chris Mack would have to get naked to count. Stop with the, the na- getting naked in the win totals. Texas says, Malik Williams have any eligibility? No, no. There's no way he has eligibility. Well, he's done. He's, he's. I don't even know what Malik's doing. I feel like we keep up with former players a lot. We've got no idea what Malik's doing. By the way, it, they they have one playoff win in that since 2000. That I, was in 05. Trevor, for the 85th time, I agree that the Bengals. I'm not arguing Washington over the Bengals. Well, I can. You, I mean, I can name other teams too. And if, do I, if I can name 15, will you admit that I'm right? Yes. Okay. If you think they're better than 15 teams over the last 30 years? I mean, I guess you have to have maybe multiple playoff wins too. Not making it, but okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, so Washington, we agree. Washington, we, Trevor, we got a minute left in the show. We got to okay. pick some games here. You're gonna have to let this one go. Uh, I won. I'm not gonna let it go. You're okay. gonna get texted me tonight. Okay, that's fine. Uh, the, the Bengals are great. They've won a bunch of billion Super Bowls. They've won a million playoff games. They're top five team in the NFL. Tonight, 
9 o'clock, big Monday. There's actually a decent amount of games before. we got a bunch of games total, but the two big games tonight, ranked teams, Kansas on the road taking on Baylor, uh, 9 o'clock tip-off on ESPN. Jayhawks are ranked 9th, Baylor's ranked 17th. Baylor's a two-point home favorite. TK, who got? I wasn't listening. Baylor versus who? Kansas-Baylor. I'm taking Kansas and, and rematch. I'm getting getting back on track after the, after the loss. I think Baylor wins and covers. I'm going with the Bears, home field, home court advantage. It's a quick turnaround for Kansas. Didn't he just play on Saturday, too? So did Baylor. Did they? Yeah, it's a Saturday-Monday thing. I love it. Big Monday season. Hey, these are kids. They can do it. CBS Sports Network. They number suck it up. <laughs> Richard Patino in number 25, New Mexico on the road, taking on Nevada. Nevada, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? Little P. I'm going with Little P, too. They're rocking. Boise State win was a big one. They get the job done at the Lawler Event Center. Wrestling tonight, basketball tonight. Enjoy it. What do we have next to go? Uh, little National League. we got Coach's Show coming up at 7 and 8 o'clock. Enjoy the Kenny Payne Coach's Show on 970 WGTK. Maybe shows up. If he, I think he'll be there tonight. I, nah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I can never guarantee our programming. Everyone have a fantastic Monday night. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow at 3. Well, you tuned in. <laughs>